Hello and welcome to Green Pass Gaming Sunday podcast. I am your host, Flap, and as ever, we have a stellar lineup tonight with our panel. Lots of great topics to delve into. Uh, It's been a particularly good uh, news week if you are an Xbox fan, and we will be picking that apart as we go through. Um, So uh, without any further ado, let's introduce the panel for the evening. So first up, my, my wingman, as always, Puxley. Welcome to the show. Hello, Flap. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, it's been quite an interesting week, as you just mentioned. Uh, and I, I imagine you might come to this shortly anyway, but we are, as of right now, watching yesterday's matchup against uh, Midweek Gaming, correct? We are indeed. So, yeah, this, is, this was our matches from yesterday's show. So, um, we did quite well, boys, didn't we? We, we managed to pull in a 6-0 victory. Um, I think we, we you know, they, they did have some poor spawns, as you'll probably see during this footage. But uh, I think we did quite well as well. We, we You know, I think uh, one thing that's been noted about our team is the comms. And I think our comms were on point yesterday. Um, probably more so than my aiming, to be fair. But um, again, <laughs> you'll see that during the stream. So, uh, no, it's been a good week, hasn't it, Pucks? Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I didn't feel like my game was as good yesterday as it was uh, the first week, personally. But I think as a team, I agree. I think we did really well. Everyone, a lot, I've seen a lot of comments about our comms as well, actually, which kind of pleasantly surprises me in a way. Because I know when we're playing privately, sometimes it can get a bit... Um, I don't want to say weird, but sometimes you just get too engrossed in the game to constantly chat. But then I think in the back of my mind, knowing it's like a competition, like we're actually got to play to move yeah. up a rank, so to speak. It kind of, I don't know, I feel myself yeah. taking it more seriously, if that makes sense. I don't know how you guys feel, but we seem to have a game face because when we play sort of socially, um, not in the competition, we, we kind of do our thing. Um, yeah. And uh, you know we we, we kind of com we, we talk to each other comms wise, but when it, when we're in the competition, we're absolutely on point with that. So it's fantastic. Well, let's invite uh, the next panel member and, and and welcome to the show and, and a very valued Green Pass Gaming um, regular uh, Scott Essex Two. How are you? I'm very well, thank you very much, Flap. Um, obviously, great to see everyone today. Um, you mentioned six nil, Flap. That's six nil back to back now so it we is. haven't we haven't lost a match yet don't want to jinx it too much but <laughs> yeah we haven't lost a game yet have we yeah, wow we, we've, we've done we've done pretty <laughs> well so if there's, if there's a sense of smugness in our voices tonight i guess you you might you might know why so um yeah but thanks for having me on again i guess this is mine and and luke's as well first show since i guess you confirmed us being more permanent members of the, of the GPG crew so yeah really excited for for the show tonight as well we did, and you had your first outing, sort of flying solo, as it were. Um, that's got some great traction. You've had over two hundred views on that as well. Um, obviously, discussing the the Microsoft Bethesda deal. Yeah, it's been really, really cool to see that. Actually, um, I said to you guys afterwards, it was it was scary, it was nerve wracking, but seeing people in the chat communicate and seeing comments afterwards has been really, really cool to see. So, thank you to to anyone who. I guess, tuned in uh, or commented or, or left any feedback. It was really, really nice to see. But uh, most importantly, Flab, uh, big thank you to you as well because uh, you set that up within like five minutes. You had that ready mm-hmm. to go and you had things running in the background. So I just had to concentrate on speaking. Uh, so, yeah, big, big, 
big, big thank you to you for, for that as well. Mate. No problem. No, that's fine. And we've kind of get this all set up now. So, uh, yeah, it's quite easy to be able to jump in and do things like that. So, yeah, any time. Um, and last but certainly no means least, and unfortunately our graphic is covering his name, we've got Luke Steele. <laughs> Luke, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm very well, thanks. Yeah, it's um, it's just been uh, great playing Halo. <laughs> like, it's been really, <laughs> really, really great playing it again. And I know it's, um, you know, I think there's there's always complaints about how archaic some of the kind of systems yeah. are in the old games and that's and that's very true but you know like for me it's it's such a nostalgia rush playing these games and it really does take me back to you know playing them online and with friends and and you know it's it's just been great and also we're we're, we're awesome at it apparently so <laughs> or at least by at least by the two matches so um don't wanna, again don't want to jinx it but uh we're, we're doing well and uh hopefully we can keep it going for as uh, as long as possible so um, yeah absolutely yeah. So, there's, so there's two frames of mind isn't there if, if we knock people out that they're either that they, they probably either want to get beaten by the winners or they just want to see yeah. us get stormed into the ground yeah. so uh, yeah. yeah i don't exactly. know i don't know if we're making many friends on the journey but uh, we'll find uh, yeah it's Do all about know, the top- Sorry, go on, Luke. Sorry. No, I was going to say it's all about the W. It's not. We're not here to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, do we know who we're up against yet next week? No, I believe. And anyone in the chat, and we'll come to you in a second, chat if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, chat. Let us know. Um, I think Boom and Xbox Four Four Eight game is five o'clock Eastern time. Now I think their clocks went forward. So does that make it? I think that might make it 9 p.m. our time. So they might actually be playing while we're on the air. Um, and you know what? I might I might treat us. If they are, I might be able to live stream theirs through this podcast. So that would be quite cool to see if we can get that going. Um, nice. That would be awesome. Yeah. Be awesome. Yeah. I'll see what I can do on that front. But, uh, yeah, anyone in the chat, if you're able just to confirm um, when, the, uh, when the Puck's next bot, uh, sorry, Pax Boom and Xbox 448 uh, games being played. I'd be grateful, and we'll try and sort of live stream it on this one as well. That would be pretty cool. So, uh, fantastic chat. Thank you very much for being here, my friends. All great. Great to see the, the regulars in the chat. Um, Xbox, XNT, Black Eyed Dog guys, thank you for being here. Always a, always a pleasure. Um, please get involved in the chat as well. I know you're pretty much active, uh, active members in the chat, but uh, we've got some great topics tonight. And, uh, well, let's get straight into them, shall we? So, what a week this has been. I think um, we've been waiting for this kind of this week since I think it was September the 21st last year. So it's a long time, over six months, um, roughly six months, um, to, to actually get this news that the deal is actually completed and it's gone through. Um, so that's fantastic. That was the first part of, of the week's news. But obviously, there were still questions yet to be uh, answered, um, mainly around you know exclusivity. And I think us as Xbox, um, Fans, um, I don't know. I think I think we I think we wanted Xbox to have these these games exclusive because it, it it does actually bolster the brand. It makes it more of an appealing brand. And at the end of the day, you know, we want lots of players on the Microsoft server and in, in the Microsoft ecosystem, just like Microsoft do. So we've got more people we can play with. But uh, let's just quickly go through Phil's statement. I know every podcast known to man has probably read out Phil's statement, but uh, let's let's just quickly go through it and pick it apart if we can. So he, he says, obviously, I can't sit here and say every Bethesda game is an Xbox exclusive uh, because we know that's not true. There's contractual obligations that we're going to see through. Um, we have games that exist on other platforms, and we're going to go and support those games on the platforms they're on. 
There's communities of players. We love those communities and we'll continue to invest in them. And even in the future, there might be either contractual things or legacy on different platforms um, that we'll go do. Okay, so that's pretty cool. And I think lots of people sort of feel um, satisfied that um, that they kind of know what's going on with, with Xbox and it's, and it's exclusive. So let's go to you first, Scott, if you don't mind. Do, do you think, and, and, and let's, let's do this one briefly if we can, but do you think that that answers the question around Xbox exclusivity or do you think there's still a few unanswered questions there? I think without a shadow of a doubt, it sort of puts puts the end to, uh, to that question at this point. Um, it's clear as day within that one statement. I was actually surprised that he, he mentioned it because they did mention something a little bit more vague in the press release on Xbox Wire earlier in the week. So I was surprised that they went into more detail. But I think that really draws a, a line under the conversation now. Um, you can pick apart the different things like legacy and communities and things like that. But I think it's obvious as to which games they're referring to when, when they're talking about that. So, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, um, they've, they've clarified it, and I think that's everyone should hopefully be able to move on now, basically. Well, let's go back to that at some point. Yeah, perhaps we will pick it apart and um, and sort of go into what we what we think Phil meant by some of these sort of statements, because it's a, it's a strange one for me, because in, in my head it feels like he has kind of closed it down, but there's still lots of... Um, guys that uh, sorry lots of questions that are still left to be answered in in certain regards but luke do you feel satiated that the information that was given um, has satisfied you that you know exactly what's going on with xbox yeah yeah i think so uh i think as scott said um the original xbox wire quote um was very vague still very vague uh, mm. and it's always difficult i think or, or difficult sometimes to convey the actual position via you know a brief bit of text um, because you know text like that leaves it open to interpretation so it was nice that um phil actually came out and actually you know gave a statement on it and um i find it i found it very clear um and i think it set, settled the the matter um going forward whilst still kind of leaving it open a bit for um the future in terms of phil didn't rule anything specifically out when he was talking about the game pass element of it uh, which i found quite interesting it wasn't you know there wasn't speak about platforms per se there was speak about uh, the service so um and we can probably de delve into that more but it was interesting but i think it was it was quite clear Yep, I, I agree. And I, I know perhaps there are certain aspects of the community out there that are still trying to sort of weave and twist perhaps what was said into a, a slightly different narrative. But everyone, and I'm quite pleased that this is the case, everyone still seems to be pretty um, clear on, on what, what Phil's words actually meant. Pucks, do you feel the same? Are you pretty clear on, on where Xbox is heading? Yeah, I believe so. I know um, I've seen a few comments in the chat. Uh, Wakanda, Xbox News, as I mentioned earlier, that Unfortunately, some are still twisting some of the statements uh, which you've read out. Um, mm. And I've unfortunately seen a, seen a bit of this as well. And people may be thinking that, oh, surely they can't do this. And it come, come, kind of comes back to the whole console wars thing. But for me, it's clarified it up enough. I mean, I think the statement, um, quite well worded, actually. I quite liked the way that Phil mentioned about how... He's, he's, very, he's very articulate with what he says, isn't he? Every word he says seems to be very well placed. Do you know what mm. I mean? Yes, because what was it? it was, it's, oh, I can't remember the exact uh, line word by word, but it was um, 
Game Pass, oh, games will be exclusive to where Game Pass exists, I believe, is kind of what he said. And I thought yeah. that was very well, I thought I think that was well worded, because there were a number of people that started saying about, oh, you know, Microsoft want to throw Game Pass on Nint- on Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation. It's just like, well, that's not going to happen. I don't know why people would insinuate such a thing. But for me, it's maybe more, you know, it already exists on Android as well as, um, you know, PC and xCloud. But for me, that kind of made me, the stretch for there would be, because I know they're still trying to push it onto iOS, for example, and come up with a solution mm-hmm. to put Game Pass there. So for uh, me, I kind of... Spring 2021, I believe that's due for. Yeah, okay. So for me, that's almost like an extension of that, that, you know, Game Pass, we're trying to expand it in some ways, and it's mm. going to be wherever you would decide to play. And for me, that was as clear as anything, quite personally. And I'm I'm a bit more convinced now that there will definitely be those big hitters in the future that will will be exclusive to the... I don't even want to say Xbox platform anymore. I want to say the Game Pass ecosystem. Yeah. I think it's more accurate. Yeah. Um, we mentioned I, that a few shows ago, didn't we? You know, is Xbox actually the platform anymore or is actually Game Pass the platform? Yeah, and I think back then it was almost... Like we, we kind of half laughed at it and half took it seriously. But as of right now, today, after the, you know, the showcase or whatever it was, you know, two or three days ago, I think that's more accurate now than ever. You know, I think Game Pass is definitely becoming a platform of its own right rather than just Xbox, you know. So I think these things are definitely going to be exclusive uh, in the future. Again, there's obviously contractual obligations, which he's mentioned, you know, Ghostwire Tokyo and uh, Deathloop. Um, I know we've also mentioned about, you know, Deathloop is a console exclusive, but then we've heard talk that it's actually only a timed exclusive. So... I think there's a bit of um, maybe inconsistent information that I've personally heard about that particular game for that instance. But for the most part, I think bigger titles moving forward, like brand new stuff which comes out in the future, I think 100% exclusive to Game Pass. Hmm. No, that's interesting. Um, and we are going to, again, we're, we're going to delve into this probably next um delving into those sort of parts but uh, we've had some really interesting comments already chat thank you very much for being here we've had some great comments already let's let's delve into those first bucks yeah okay um i've got i'll start from the top actually because this was actually during the introductions and i'm not 100 percent sure what this means uh black eyed dog asks our screen pass gaming when are you going to have a membership um i'm assu- if i'm assuming yeah. right no, and you're saying it's a youtube membership is that what that yeah. means yeah yeah, okay, yep. so we can't actually have any of these kind of advertised-based things until we have a 1,000 subs, um, if, that's, if, I'm, if I'm speaking correctly. Yeah, no, that's absolutely correct. correct. So, so there's, there's two benchmarks. You have to have 4,000 public watched hours. That's one of the benchmarks, and you have Which to have Which we have now reached, subs. I believe. We've, I think we've got about four and a half thousand public watched hours now, believe it or not, so we've absolutely smashed that one. But, uh, yeah, we're still trying to... Um, Still trying to get the sub sub count up. Um, it, it, it's not about the numbers. I know we say that, and then we bang on about the numbers. It's you know, I think for us, for for me and Pucks, it's it's always been a surprise at how well and how fast Green Pass Gaming took off. And so when we see extra subs, it's absolutely exciting and fantastic. And it, and it's just you know, we love what we do, and it and it seems other people like what we do as well. And that, that you know, that brings us much joy. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So yeah. As you say, we're not the biggest number watchers, but we appreciate all of you supporting. And if you do want to support us in other ways in the future, then helping us get to a thousand subs is definitely the, I'd argue, one of the better ways to do that. So please help oh, us spread the word if you so wish to. Yeah. Um, what Xbox News today says, um, oh, I've read this out earlier already. So unfortunately, yes, yeah, some are twisting the statements which have been made, which has spoken about that. But yeah. uh, Wakanda did follow up saying that he reckons that Phil did nail it though. 
And I agree with this, actually. I, I quite like, again, I think Phil articulated a lot of his words very well uh, during the during the show piece. That was very nice mm. to see. Uh, and Black Eyed Dog also says here, uh, the fact that it was hosted by Bethesda with Phil not taking the lead was to show Bethesda fans that not uh, the Xbox were not going to be their overlords. Clever. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, um, Dragon Wolf's just put a, a comment in as well. Um, it's good that X- Xbox keeps pushing PlayStation and vice versa. And I absolutely agree. You know what? I was watching Spawn Wave earlier. I don't know if anyone's familiar with that particular YouTube channel. I'm sorry, Luke, you keep getting covered up. This reminds me of uh, Monsters, Inc. Where, oh, yeah. where Mike... <laughs> sorry. Um, I was watching Spawn Wave earlier, and he was saying about um, how disastrous the Xbox One launch was and stuff. And, you know, we know that. We, we've we've trodden that path many times on this podcast alone. But, but now, you know, uh, and we mentioned this a couple of podcasts to go the tides are turning and you know what i was actually watching crap gamer earlier for my sins and he's already starting to to turn that uh, oil tanker around and and his video was full of praise for microsoft and stuff and it's like okay he's gonna he's gonna you know turn around again and and be an xbox fan um and it's just so much momentum And, and one thing that the guy mentioned on spawn wave was that Xbox actually seem to know where they're heading now, possibly more so than perhaps the other two. Perhaps, perhaps Nintendo comes next because you know they've they've nailed it with the Switch, absolutely nailed it with the hardware, and they know that they want to to pursue that. It's not it's not gimmicky like the Wii, so you can use it. It is practical, and I think it's got longevity, unlike the Wii to a certain degree. Um, PlayStation are you know set in their ways, very traditional, classic. You kind of know what you're getting and stuff. But but Microsoft at the moment, they absolutely know where they're heading with all of this and you know they've they've been banging the, the game pass drum for a long time and it's just it's fantastic to see because all three of the main platform holders seem to be diverging slightly and going you know treading their own paths so it is absolutely interesting to see and like you say i think feel absolutely nailed the the narrative of where microsoft are heading sorry that was a long yeah. rant wasn't it no 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 that's good no that's that's kind of where i caught up so far but i did just see two right. more um, or one in particular from Wakanda, just saying that Game Pass equals console, PC, mobile, TV, and basically anywhere, which, again, it's starting to become well, true, isn't it? Yeah, we'll come on to that, actually. Yeah, let's come on to that. I'm keen to come back to that one. And, and Wakanda just come up with another one saying the roundtable was brilliant, and this is the way forward, in, in his opinion, Bethesda to take over the PR and marketing. And it was quite good to see that, you know, Phil didn't take the lead necessarily, did he? You know, it, it wasn't him... Um, <clears throat> hosting the thing, um, he yeah, was a sort of a guest on their show. Yeah, because the show was kind of poised to mainly be a you know an introduction to us, the consumers, as to who these people mm. were and that we're going to see these names more often. But as you say, it was kind of a nice surprise that he did actually take a back seat, and that it, it was more actually hearing and seeing and talking with everyone else. You know, so no, hundred percent, I really thought it was a good show. Yeah, no, me too. Well, well, let's dive dive into some of the legacy ones. Let's just let's do the legacy thing. Um, Scott, we'll come to you. I haven't heard from you for a while. Um, Legacy, are, are we talking Fallout 76 and Elder Scrolls Online, do you think? Is there anything else? I think when I, th- I think when he's talking about communities, I think he's referencing the Fallout 76 and Elder Scrolls Online communities personally, because uh, they're obviously games that, well, they're MMOs essentially, are at least online hmm. games that require the active communities to basically populate the game otherwise what's what's the point what's the point in them i think when it comes to legacy i I thought that was an interesting comment because personally speaking i find that the 
I guess the main games, the Elder Scrolls and Fallout games, I was more of the opinion that those had legacies on the Xbox platform. And I actually don't think an awful lot of Bethesda's games actually have, or at least unre- I guess released titles, uh, have actually got a legacy on PlayStation. Obviously, Xbox and Bethesda in the past have had quite a close relationship um, with games like Morrowind. Um, if I remember correctly, that was essentially a 360 exclusive. Oh, sorry, original Xbox exclusive. I don't think that came to PlayStation. Um, but when it comes to legacy titles on PlayStation, anyone, please correct me from, but I can't really think of any. The only thing I can maybe think of is games such as Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop in the future with them coming to PlayStation first. And there could be an argument in the future that those uh, have got a legacy on PlayStation. Therefore, maybe sequels to those games, if they do arrive, uh, will will land on PlayStation. But when we talk about sequels and things like that, I know there was an argument where people said, oh, look, uh, the Wolfenstein games, Elder Scrolls, they've been on PlayStation, so they'll want to continue the story on other platforms. But then I look at games like Hellblade 2. Hellblade 2 started out as a PlayStation exclusive, only came to uh, Xbox uh, much, much later. And Hellblade 2 is going to continue uh, Senua's uh, story, and that's not going to come to PlayStation. So the legacy phrase was interesting, and I don't think that really captures any, uh, I guess, previous games, and may, in my opinion, be more referring to Deathloop and Ghostwire. Flap, you there? <laughs> we lost you. Oh, I think you might be <laughs> muted, Flap. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, no, you're, you know, you're right. And I completely agree. Um, he did also mention that obviously support for legacy games as well. So I'm guessing if there's any patching or anything like that that needs to happen, that they're obviously going to commit to that as well, I guess. Um, Luke, anything add, Anything to add on the on the legacy side of things? Does that do you, do you think it's kind of the online services and things like that that he's on about? Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, I think. Um... You know, it's it's clear that they will continue to support anything that's an online service game mm. uh, that's on other other platforms. Probably, obviously, PlayStation in this case. Um, I think the legacy comment, the way I read the legacy comment, was more referring to uh, because I know some people look at it as, as saying, okay, well, if you know, um, Elder Scrolls appeared on PlayStation, for example, that means or maybe. Um, you know, a, a new Elder Scrolls will will come on PlayStation, but I don't think that's the 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 meaning of legacy when Phil's talking about it. I think what he means is that um, where you where games have been released on a platform, where you have a release on a platform, Microsoft and Bethesda will continue to support, i.e., legacy content. So content that's that's in the past, basically. Mm, yeah, so yeah. I think you know when Deathloop comes out for PlayStation Five, um, you know, and then down the line it comes out on on the Xbox. Um, you know, if there's an expansion to Deathloop, that's going to be on PlayStation yeah. Five, right? And and it will okay. get support through patches, etc. And the same for for Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, I don't think there's no real natural interpretation of uh, <laughs> the word legacy in in the way Phil's no um, describing it to suggest that oh well, you know, just because a series has been on a platform before, it means that it's going to continue coming to that platform because clearly that's completely at odds with the next sentences that Phil says, you know, about mm. uh, exclusive content to, to Game Pass, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So so I think I think that's the reading I got from it. Um, and I think, you know, I think that, that makes sense. 
Okay. Yeah. No. I, I, to be honest, yeah, I'm I'm of the same opinion, and that's kind of good because, like you say, it kind of demonstrates that although the word legacy can have many sort of different iterations, that the, we're all kind of assuming the same sort of thing. So that's pretty cool. Um, right. New to the show. I say new to the show. New to, to this evening's show. Removable sanity. He was a a guest that we'd invited, and uh, looks like you've been having some internet issues. In fact, I'll just drop that so we can see your name. How are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, we've been having some roadworks and uh, someone decided to put a spade through a wrong oh, wire man. and took out the entire road. Wow. So, yes, uh, yeah, we've been we've been down absolutely completely for a good about three to four hours. Unfortunately, I'm um, brilliant round here at the best of times. So, uh, yeah, I apologize profoundly. <laughs> Um, it's just lucky. It was. It was like you've got to be kidding me. I can't even. I can't even talk to anybody either to mention it. Either. It was just. A, I feel guilty enough as it is. And uh, again, it's. A, thank you for just letting me be on the show. I apologise so in advance. I really do. No, um, it's not a problem. Anyone, like I say, we. We know we enjoyed having you on last time, my friend. So that the invite was always coming. I did say expect the invite in the post, and there it was. It was, yeah. I mean, it was the irony. We had it. We had it. No problem. We was everything was all sorted, and then all of a sudden, outside events conspired against me. So I feel like a complete fraud now. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, that's no problem. Yeah, that... Well, we've been talking about obviously the Bethesda roundtable with Phil, uh, and we're just interested yeah. to know what what you what your take on the on the legacy comment was. What do you think he meant by the legacy side of things? I really, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as the guys listening to yeah. the elements that you were discussed. It's pretty much exactly what you guys are feeling. It is, it, as you said, it can mean numerous things, but I think, to be honest with you, it's probably going to be the background titles upon which they're going to be using. Um, I, to be honest with you, have picked up everything <laughs> I was going to be able to speak no, to, unfortunately, well, about let, it. Let's, yeah. let's no, it's like... Yeah, you've picked. Yeah, for the one time only, you've actually picked up everything I was about to say. It was. It was like you've just. I've. I've unfortunately hit the wrong time. Yeah, no, no I agree fine. generally with principles of what you're saying here because it's. It is. You're correct. It's. Yeah, I don't know what more to say. Unfortunately, it's the problem. You've. You've no, literally hit every so time. I normally try and bring something to the conversation, but you pretty much hit everything on the head. Well, let's go with this one. What do you think about the contractual things that they still have in the pipeline? What games do you think he was talking about there? Those ones is going to be interesting because hmm. I think, as you as, as rightly said, those are going to be the obvious contract obligations. So maybe there is something for Skyrim or something along the lines of ESO. Those aspects are going to be still kept. It's it's a tough one because this agreement was done a year ago, so I suspect any contracts of games was probably done almost prior to that. So you could be looking at anything, anything back by two years, unless of course there was something. You know, I mean, games themselves in are uh, generally the obligations and contracts are normally written up around the two to three year mark. Again, I could be completely wrong here, but they're normally set well in advance. And this really hasn't kicked in until, as you said, the actual agreement has been done today. So I suspect they've probably had contractual obligations to make maybe two years ago. Hmm. But anything what was in the works potentially from two years onwards is viable in my head. 
Um, I mean, that could be brand new. T- I think there's still some brand new titles that will be coming out potentially this year and maybe running into next that will still be under contract or obligations other platforms i probably don't think you'll probably be looking at maybe 2024 that will that will dissipate hmm that's interesting yeah i mean that's a little way off isn't it um pucks the, the, you know there were rumors that playstation were trying to get starfield to be a um, a playstation exclusive um that obviously didn't come to fruition, as we know. But do you think that Starfield may come on PlayStation Five? Do you think that the sort of the 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 ink has dried on on that particular deal, and that you know Bethesda had agreed for it to come to the PlayStation platform before Microsoft approached them? I do wonder because I know we keep hearing about contractual obligations, and I think for the most part we're all considering, oh, they're obviously talking about you know Ghostwire Tokyo and and Deathloop, but that's, then that's maybe. The assumption. That is the assumption, and I think it's a correct assumption for the most part, but there may be, reading into it a bit more, maybe behind the scenes there has been a deal which has maybe taken place to say, even if it's not exclusive, because I, I think we can all rest assured that's definitely not happening, but maybe Starfield is actually coming to the PlayStation 5 as well as Xbox. That may have already been in the pipeline and the plans of, on Bethesda's side, potentially. Um, I'm not sure, but I think it's definitely possible that Starfield could be multi-platform. Not just because of the fact that, um, you know, as you say, uh, we've had this kind of talks before about, you know, being on Game Pass, um, you know, anyone can download it, and obviously, you know, and it's good business for Microsoft in terms of where revenue comes from. But at the same time, there's, you know, not everyone's on Game Pass yet, and there's still a massive market of players that are on the PlayStation side of the fence. So I think to a degree, maybe it's still in Microsoft's best interest to keep some of these platform uh, bigger um titles multiplat potentially and maybe that's what they're talking about when they say we still have contractual contractual obligations so i'm wondering if maybe um as i say maybe Starfield will be multiplat uh it's, it's too hard to call until we see an announcement but it has got me it wondering is. if that is maybe in the pipelines well the the next trailer that comes out for Starfield, i think everywhere i think scott mentioned this everyone's going to be looking for their little playstation logo at the very end perhaps. <laughs> yes um, we'll, we'll come to you next scott if that's okay so yeah. what's your take on Starfield? do you think see in my mind and you know i, I certainly don't work in the business i am a purveyor and uh, i enjoy the business but i don't work in the business but in my mind you know sony go and knock on the door of bethesda saying oh could we um could we please have um Starfield exclusive to our platform and here's a big bag of cash. Um, Bethesda at that point either say yes or no. And if it's no, I think perhaps the next deal on the table, and perhaps Luke might be able to correct me on this, is that I'm, I'm wondering if Sony then might go for a marketing right or a marketing deal. Um, so I, I'm kind of intrigued to know whether there's sort of marketing deals going on um, as well that's that's kind of set in stone to a certain degree. But um, Scott, what's your take on, on what was meant by contractual things? I think a lot of people have um, overcomplicated that statement a little bit personally. I think the okay. obvious answer, and I think it just boils down to simply Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. Okay. Personally, I think the only exception to that is maybe Indiana Jones, um, just because mm. that was obviously, again, that was announced before the acquisition was completed. So they could easily go back and just say, well, but, but so was so was Starfield. Yeah. This is the thing. I mean, surely Starfield's further into development than, than Indiana Jones. Absolutely. I'm more thinking from a contractual standpoint. I don't think. You've gone quiet. 
Oh, apologies. Is that is oh, that better? That's yeah, that's better. Apologies. <laughs> um, in Starfield's case, obviously Bethesda on the IP everything related oh, to Starfield. So there aren't any contractual right. obligations to anyone, in my opinion. Obviously, that's a very uninformed view, I guess, in some respects. I don't obviously have any or much knowledge of the inner workings of, uh, of these types mm. of deals. But with the uh, Indiana Jones contract, uh, I imagine there will be some sort of contract, obviously, between Bethesda and is Indiana Jones Warner? Uh, uh, no, it's LucasArts. Lucas, Lucas, apologies. Yeah. Thank, thank you very much. Um, there will be a contract between them that will stipulate which platforms it will release on, more, most likely. Uh, similar to, if you think back to recently, MLB appearing on Xbox, despite being mm. technically developed by a first-party Sony studio, because the contract with the MLB, when they most recently uh, renewed that, the MLB wanted it to be also on Xbox, obviously, so they could get more sales essentially so contractually sony were obliged to release mlb also on xbox this year there may be a case of that with indiana jones but i don't necessarily know if that's going to be the case and it does come down to people are going to be eagle-eyed on those trailers just looking for those or even at the beginning of the trailer obviously you know microsoft do like the whole exclusive target before the trailer actually shows people will be uh, look, looking out for that as well um but yeah i think it it's death uh, death loop Ghostwire Tokyo and maybe Indiana Jones, depending on what was agreed with with Lucas before before that was announced. And obviously, they can then just go back and go, "Well, look, Indiana Jones, that agreement was made with Lucas before we before we were involved. So of course, we're going to um, stand by that that contract." Uh, but Starfield, I'm pretty confident, will be exclusive to to Xbox and PC. They've not announced any um, platforms for it just yet. I think if Sony had the marketing. For that, I think we probably would have known about it by now. Um, yeah, and, it's probably it yeah. sounds a lot cheaper than than obviously getting a, a game solely on your platform. So it's probably the sort of thing Microsoft would be able to pay Sony off with, I guess, if that were the case. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could argue that Microsoft would have you know deep enough pockets that they could have paid yeah. Sony off with Deathloop and Ghostwire if they wanted to as well. Obviously, they didn't. They didn't want to go down d- down that route. No. And um, arguably, you could say there could be something similar for Starfield. The only thing that I would say maybe about Starfield is it is rumored to pe- potentially be released in twenty twenty one at the end of this year. Now, yeah. if that has been developed and it's that far along in development. And it's already more or less done. It, well, I guess four, four and a half years worth of development time it will have been, I imagine, by now. Um, then maybe Microsoft just go, well, look, we don't want to throw all that work away that we've done again over the PlayStation. Um, so maybe there's an element there, but I don't think that would be contractual. I think that would just be a decision that they'll make to not maybe waste any any work or development resource that they put that Bethesda put in that game over the past four four and a half years. So, but if if I was to put any money on it, I'd say Starfield was exclusive. Um, and yes, yeah, as we said, we'll be referring to Deathloop and, and Ghostwire when it comes to contractual obligations. Hmm. Okay, no, that kind of makes sense, and I, I guess I'm of a similar opinion to be honest. Luke, are you of the same opinion? I'm 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 a little bit curious as to why they perhaps didn't. Buy um, Ghost uh, Ghost Wire and Death Loop um, from Sony and pay them off. Do, do you think they just didn't want to sort of upset the fans that they're actually trying to to get onto Game Pass ultimately? Uh, I think it's more um, uh, a technical point, which is well, well, part technical point, part reputational. Which is the the first one is um, we don't know the contents of of those contracts, uh, you know, and and that those deals to bring those. Um, 
to bring those particular games exclusive to, to PlayStation 5 for a certain amount of time. Um, there may not be any capacity in those sorts of contracts to actually, you know, have one party just, you know, terminate and and pay off the other. Um, it may be a, you know, unless there's some kind of um, uh, random event that stops that that stops the contract from happening. Mm. Otherwise, you just go through with it. So that's that's the first point. And and usually with sort of those kind of deals, you wouldn't you wouldn't see those sorts of clauses within them. So there wouldn't just be capacity for Microsoft to say, you know what, actually we don't fancy doing this anymore. Um, but the, the the second reason is more of a reputational one, which is that if Microsoft start going around and saying, well, you know, you've entered into this, you know, we've had these contracts with people. When I say we, it's Microsoft, Bethesda now. Um, but actually, we're, we're not kind of that interested in doing that anymore. So we're just going to, you know, pay you off or get rid of it. It's It doesn't bode well for Microsoft commercially to do that. It's not good business. Um, and so, you know, and, and it's a comment that Phil made that, you know, he wants to honor the contracts, right? He wants to honor the obligations because it's very important that uh, companies are seen to do that, particularly Microsoft, because if they just start getting rid of contracts, if they can, um, why would you enter into one with Microsoft at the drop of the hat? Mm. Oh, actually, mm. we're not that interested in doing this anymore. So I think there's there's two reasons for that. And that's certainly, you know, my experience in, in those sorts of things. So. Um, on a very basic level. Um, so I think that's why. Um, I, I think in terms of Starfield, uh, I think I mostly agree with, with with yourself and Scott on that. And I think that um, I would be surprised if Starfield came to uh, another platform uh, other than the, the Game Pass platforms, let's call them. Um, because, you know, it, it never had any uh, uh, platforms announced for it. Um, you know, it's never been confirmed for any platform really other than that it was coming to to next generation platforms mm-hmm. um I, I don't think i think as scott says we probably would have heard about you know sony having some sort of deal for marketing or even it being on a sony platform by now um and i think if you're microsoft and even if the game has been developed for PlayStation Five, and, and but you have no obligation to release it on that platform, I don't. I think you're quite comfortable in in uh, getting rid of that version at this point, um, because ultimately, yeah, it's a bit of wasted work. Um, but the benefits of keeping that as a you know an ecosystem exclusive, let's say, I think far outweigh um, you know the 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 wasted work on a PlayStation 5 version because it's a, it's a big game you know it's it's a huge it's going to be a big game everybody knows who Bethesda are um everybody knows you know this the minute you slap Starfield with a line that says from the makers of Fallout and, and Elder Scrolls you know people are going to pay attention to that um and Microsoft are right in the big growth period of trying to attract people to Game Pass um and that's a game that will significant particularly if it releases this year significantly increase that so i think they'll be very comfortable dropping a ps5 version even if it's been developed um provided there's no obligation to release it on that platform which I, at this point i don't think there is um so yeah mm. I'd, I'd be surprised um if if there was a ps5 version and i think as scott said you know everybody's going to be looking at those those trailers when they come out mm. 
to see to see the little logos and to see what happens with them. I think a key yeah. thing that Lucas just mentioned there as well is about the announced platforms. Obviously, Microsoft mm. have precedent with the likes of the Outer Wilds. I know there was contractual obligations with Private Division there, but even games like Wasteland Three, who mm-hmm. they um, in XR released Wasteland Three after the acquisition, that still came to PlayStation as well. Uh, but obviously, um, that had previously been announced for PlayStation. Uh, and Luke raises actually a really, really good point about um, reputation and how that could be damaged. If that game previously been announced for one platform, then Microsoft simply turned around and said, nah, you guys can't get it anymore. Um, that that really wouldn't be a particularly good look. And Microsoft do seem to be in a place where they want to look like the good guys. Yeah. Well, let's, let's not be under any illusion, yes. though, because you know surely it's the PlayStation guys. They want to get onto the Game Pass platform because I'm guessing if you're an Xbox guy, chances are you've got Game Pass. So it's, like you say, you know, I think the whole Series S and Game Pass is 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 to entice the PlayStation players over, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd I'd agree with that. And you know, there could even be an argument where you say, look, if you release you know one game on PlayStation and the next one's exclusive, so if Wasteland Four is exclusive, then the people on PlayStation who played that game might come across. And uh, we still got games, you know, like Psychonauts Two that'll be coming to PlayStation later this year as well. But again, that was previously announced for PlayStation um, when. Uh, the oh, what's Tim Schafer's team called again? Double fine, uh, double fine, double fine. Double fine, fine yeah. yeah, before double fine were required, you know, they they had already announced it for, for PlayStation. So I think that announced platforms is actually a really, really key point uh, because yeah, as far as we're aware, the Scroll Six and Starfield haven't been announced for any platforms. They've just been announced as existing essentially. So yeah, hmm, yeah, yeah no, that's you know, uh, I think most people or of a similar opinion, I guess, particularly if you're an Xbox fan as well. I think we've all kind of interpreted it a very similar way. So so that does mean that Phil has kind of got the message across. Couldn't be too explicit um, because obviously perhaps they're not ready to share information. And, you know, there's still rumours that there are games yet to be announced yet as well. So that's quite interesting. Uh, Pucks, have we caught up with the chat? Uh, pretty much. I think I've got um, two yeah. saved here from earlier from what Connor Xbox News today who says... Uh, Jim states he knows nothing about if those games will come to PlayStation, but he does lie a lot, is one of the comments. Uh, followed up with, um, but what Bethesda, sorry, but what about Bethesda being their own publisher so they don't need as many contracts to put on certain systems? Not sure on this, though. Yeah, that's a little bit of an unknown, isn't it, around the publishing side of Bethesda and what mm. happens next? Mm. I think um, yeah. I think from a publishing perspective, I, th- I think the way it's going to work, and I believe they have talked about this, is essentially you've got Xbox, um, uh, Game Studios, XGS, that is managed by Matt Booty. Mm-hmm. Bethesda and their uh, development studios aren't going to be part of Xbox Game Studios. They aren't going to report into Matt Booty. Essentially, Bethesda Softworks is going to be sort of like an adjacent publisher that report into Phil as head of Xbox. So Bethesda Softworks as a publisher will still exist and will still continue to publish the games that uh, Zenimax Development Studios um, create. Uh, I think that's how it's going to work. And I believe they have talked about that. Please correct me if I'm I'm wrong, but essentially, yeah, they're still going to exist as a publisher, at least for the foreseeable future, and will continue to publish their games as Bethesda Softworks, not as Xbox Game Studios. There's still a couple of uh, game studios as well that are kind of the, the two mobile ones. I can't remember them off the top of my Alpha head. I'm hoping Dog you guys. That's it, Alpha Dog. Them, uh, I can't remember. Roundhouse? Is it Roundhouse? Yeah. 
they're, they're quite intriguing to me as well because you know they they seem to be under a veil at the moment of of, of actually what they're up to and doing. But uh, it'd be interesting to see what they uh, what they come out with. Um, let's move on. And we'll come to your first uh, removable sun, if that's okay. So uh, well, we had 20 Bethesda titles drop into Game Pass. Uh, I was yep. going to say back back into Game Pass because a lot <laughs> of them have been in there already. But um, I've just yeah. flashed up the list on the screen. What's, uh, what are your personal favorites and what are your least favorites out of that list? Uh, definitely for me, it's going to be the ones that I, this is strange because I've almost played every single one of them, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, as, as a best thing, but definitely for me, the evil within and pray. Those were two that I never really got round time to actually spend uh, enjoying them. And the evil within and pray have, have got very good ratings. So spotting the ones that I haven't been able to play is just a great opportunity for me to just go, wow. This is a game that was either very. I think what I'm seeing a lot on the social media is actually Prey seems to be getting a hell of a lot of resurgence and praise. Mm. Um, and a lot of people seem to be saying this was kind of a game that kind of got bypassed by a lot of people. Um, there, it's almost like uh, it's being reintroduced to the gaming population again. There's a lot of people saying, Wow, this is actually a really good game. I didn't appreciate this. You know, it's one of those things I think mm. they got kind of missed or overshadowed due to its release at the time. Um, and I think now it's kind of getting a little, a little resurgence for it. And it's definitely one that I'm looking forward to playing. But uh, a majority of these I've, I've kind of grown up with, I've played with, you know, I've thoroughly spent my time enjoying them. Um, it's just good that they're, they're on there for everybody to those. To, again, for those who haven't played them, those who want to play them, they can now enjoy these titles and let's be honest these titles aren't small are they they're you know majority titles are a good 30 plus <laughs> games yeah. for you to enjoy so you're not getting as you know you know you're not getting something that's like going to be over and done in a weekend that's a hell of a lot of content there that's just been dropped and if you've never played a couple of these before you've got a perfect opportunity to do so now well, I'm guilty of not playing The Evil Within, so that's certainly on my list. Um, it's my weird, surprise, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah, I, I tried Prey. I, I tried getting into Prey a few times, and then and then one time I actually got a little bit further in. But I think another game came along, and I kind of gave up on it. So perhaps I need to go back. But my my surprise out of this was Rage Two. I absolutely had a blast in Rage Two. I absolutely yep. loved it. It's bizarre. Uh, and I really liked Youngblood as well. I know lots of people don't like Youngblood, but Pucks and I played it. We did a stream on it, actually. I really loved that game. So I'm in a minority. <laughs> probably my game, my, my best game ever, one of them is probably Oblivion. I absolutely adore that game. Um, so it's nice to see that on there. Uh, Luke, what, um, what, what's your best game on there? What's your, what's your least favorite game on there? Oh, uh, oh. That's uh, least favorite game. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of good ones. Uh, least favorite game uh, is probably um, 76 because that's dreadful. Okay. But um, uh, <laughs> there's a lot on there that I really love. Um, so my, I'm just looking at it now. I'm just trying to think which one is probably my favorite. Um, I mean, getting rid of like the old historic games and what i mean by that is stuff like oblivion and skyrim and and, and mm. those sorts of games that are, are a little kind of outdated now skyrim less so but um certainly oblivion um uh, dishonored 2 is a phenomenal game it's a fantastic fantastic game couldn't get um, into that couldn't get into that yeah it's, me too me too 
Well, I'm, Strange, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave now because that's just, <laughs> Actually, let, me, let me ask you a question if you don't mind, mate. Because yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember who it was. Somebody posted on Twitter over the weekend. Yeah, uh, I think it might have been Gavin Stevens, and I, I was like, yes, that's why. And it's just the controls just feel. There just feels like there's a little bit of input delay on what you're doing that yeah. kind of just doesn't make it feel tight if that makes sense yeah like, i know what you mean like, yeah. like, like, like I wanted, and that and that was that was it and i think i'm gonna go back to the original dishonored because that's getting yeah, the first FPS one was amazing yeah, yeah. I, I, which I, I may was, help with that i think i was about to say because i think because i played um i played dishonored 2 on playstation 4 pro and i completely agree that and, and it was and correct me if i'm wrong but i assume it was the same for the xbox one x that, that game was 30 fps um and yes they 30, were yeah it's 30 fps and yes it does have a little bit of its own input like that can make it feel a little bit um a little bit delayed even within a 30 you know fps buffer yeah absolutely. so um and i remember certain other games in the past not bethesda games i remember one of the tomb raiders uh did this as well uh, it might be in rise or something like that where it had this weird bit of latency so totally agree if you play dishonored 2 at 60 fps and i hope they'll update it for that i've you know fps boost or something like that and um, because i i jumped back on it today on pc at 4k 60 uh and it's it's an incredible playing game it feels incredible but i think mm. much of that has to do with the the 60 fps element of it and i think i was willing back in the day to push past the the little bit of latency because i just loved the game that much but I, I totally agree with that um so yeah but i'd highly recommend that prey is another unbelievable game and i really recommend getting the dlc for that um i don't think it's included in this um it's called moon crash which turns it into or, or is kind of a separate element of the game which is effectively a, a roguelike so it's uh you know you you, you go on a run and uh, you're trying to escape a, basically a lunar base uh, mm. and uh, if you die you start back at the beginning but you can upgrade your abilities we've all played those sorts of games so we know what they're like but it's, it's just brilliant um and it's 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 a clever game and and there's a theme to all of this i suppose which is they're all developed by arcane who are just a uh, an incredible developer um and uh that's and so, so what's your excitement levels for Deathloop? because like you, said, you know yeah well I, i'm not a huge dishonored fan but when i saw Deathloop, i absolutely want to play that game I, I, yeah. i'm really excited for that you game Death, i think what they've done with Deathloop is um and looking at it and having played obviously prey and dishonored um Deathloop looks like they've taken the, the kind of combat of dishonored but they've really amped it up so mm. it looks extremely quick and extremely brutal and it's looks not necessarily less methodical than dishonored is but it's it's more of a kind of fast engaging combat and i think part of that is because that game clearly runs at 60 fps as well um so i i you know i can't wait for that um and it looks like they've taken kind of all the elements of prey and dishonored and rolled them into this kind of dream game which just looks brilliant you know it just looks fantastic so so the, those would be my main games weirdly the one i downloaded and i was playing yesterday um and this out of all of these this was the the first one i i downloaded when they came on was um was doom free um <laughs> and i i downloaded it because i remember playing it back in the day and I didn't really like it and doom free has a bit of a mixed history for this because it's not it's not really the doom sequel people were looking for back in the day no. but 
but on its own it's it's kind it, it's a unique and it's it's actually a good game it's just not a classic doom game um but i loaded it up and i played it on the series x and it looks fantastic like it looks at, wow. so it's it's running 4k it's running 60 fps and auto hdr uh wow. and it looks so impressive uh, even though it's so old, you know, obviously the, the, still it looks like a game of its time to some extent, but I was just really blown away about how, how fluid and, and how vibrant it looks. So I'd really recommend Isn't, isn't it a joy when all of those things come together? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's phenomenal how, how they can transform, you know, all of those things um, mm. together can transform a game that by all accounts should look terrible now, right? It shouldn't look really that good. But it does. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend that. Um, and then the only, sorry, because I know it's taken a little bit long, but uh, people need to play Doom Eternal because it's fantastic. Yeah, um, and it's an incredible game. And also, apparently, the next element of the DLC is going to drop this week. Um, so um, look forward to that as well. No, that's pretty cool. In fact, has anyone noticed a game that's that's not here? That's not the entire lineup, obviously. We, we haven't got Fallout 3 on there. Um is it the, the is that because uh, the, of the DLC issues? Don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Don't know. Um, perhaps it's coming. Mm. I don't know. But um, yeah, Scott, what, what's your what's your favourite? Yeah, I think the Evil Within Two is missing as well, isn't it? I think there's a second yeah, one yes. of those. It, it's in, yeah. it's in the Wolfenstein sequel missing as well. Yes, yeah, yeah Wolfenstein Two is not here either. Yeah, it was yeah, on the yeah. service. Got taken off a few months ago, and it's yeah. not back here, yeah. which I found a bit strange. Well, perhaps yeah. they're leaving some room for improvement a little bit further down the line, but there's something else I want to talk about. But, yeah, Scott, what, uh, what's, what's your favourite out of that particular Yeah, lineup? very very quickly then. So the two main games, I think, and the general consensus is this, is uh, the games I'm looking forward to are very much Prey and The Evil Within. The Evil Within because okay. uh, the medium kind of got me excited for horror games in a way that <laughs> I haven't really... I, I know people say the medium's not really a horror game, but, you know, that type of game more yeah. than probably I've ever been ever in, in that sort of genre so looking cool. forward to checking that out and pray as well um no, i've not had a chance to play that and people um often refer to that as kind of a really underrated gem that didn't really get the uh the acknowledgement it deserved and that is also one of the games that's getting the fps boost as well which should hopefully be coming yeah. this week so that's definitely a game that's been added uh, but the one i've actually started playing since and to be fair this has been in game pass a little while i know it's in that list but as elder scrolls online i actually booted that up last night for the first time um, really? in a long long time and mm. there's just something about and and you could say this about Morrowind or Oblivion or Skyrim there's just kind of something about the way those games are you know you've just you know you're I, I picked a mage and I was just casting spells it was just fun to do you know it's it the just, music it's that gets it doing. for me so um and i know they've, they've updated that a hell of a lot i did play it at launch i didn't quite get into it but um that's that's one i've started startup that game could really benefit from fps boost i will i will say that um at least but i'm i'm excited to try and give give that a shot i know it's a mmo essentially but a lot of people seem to praise it for it's essentially just a really good solo Elder Scrolls game. And the same with that Oblivion or Skyrim is you don't have to play with people. So I'm excited to, to get into that. So that's one I've actually started. So, yeah. 
It's a bit nuts, though, isn't it? Because like, I was like you, I picked it up at first because obviously I loved Oblivion and the Elder Scrolls series. But I went, I went back to it fairly recently myself, and everyone's got a horse with a with a pet flying around, <laughs> and they've got like glowing armor, and it's like, whoa, this is a bit crazy. Yeah, but even uh, in the starting areas last night, it was still fairly populated. So, you know, mm. there must have been either people starting new characters or a lot of people new to the game, maybe because of this announcement that maybe they thought they, they wanted to check it out or maybe they're new subscribers to, to Game Pass. Yeah, there was a lot of people in the starting area that I was in. I only got level five. I was only on it for maybe an hour or so, you know. Mm. Um, it, it was fairly late, but it was good to see sort of new people join in. I think they actually just maybe announced recently they hit 18 million players or something like, wow. something like that yeah. on it as well. So um it's still it's still doing um still doing quite well. So hopefully that does get the FP, FPS boost patch. I think I think um that type of game would, would really benefit from it. Um yeah so look, looking forward to playing a little bit more of that and then definitely pray once that gets the boost patch as well. Fantastic. Well, um, Pux, one thing that I haven't brought up yet, out of 20 titles, I think there's five that aren't on every platform, which is quite impressive because that obviously means there's 15 that are. So we've got obviously console, um, xCloud and PC. Um, That's phenomenal. Um, And I think, you know, as much as we said at the top that, you know, a lot of these have already been on Game Pass, I don't think they've been on Game Pass and available on all of those platforms. So that in itself is pretty amazing. Um, What's your favourite game? And and what do you think the future for, you know, there's still quite a lot of scoping Game Pass for them to actually bring a lot of games to other platforms in the Game Pass ecosystem, as it were. Yeah, um, well, to start off with, I guess, yeah, what you were saying before, I think it's quite easy as a, as an Xbox console player to look at these and go, yeah, this is great, but the majority of these are already on Game Pass. What are they talking about? But yeah, you know, the fact is, actually, the, most of these weren't available on PC. <laughs> like, like Fallout 4 and Skyrim, for example. Doom Eternal, I don't think was, was it? Uh, it was uh, a couple of months ago, actually. That was on oh, there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood is, but again, you know, Old Blood and the new, sorry, Old Blood and the New Blood, is it? They weren't on there. Again, Skyrim wasn't on there. Fallout 4, New Vegas, they weren't on PC. Um, Fallout 76 is or was, um, mm. but I think this particular one also had some extra DLC add-on or something that came for free, I believe. Um, but again, the, the Dishonoreds as well and all the other Dooms. So, as you say, if not from a console perspective, you look at these and go, not many here is new. But, yeah, definitely from someone who plays on PC quite a lot, like, this is fantastic news. Like, mm. oh, my God, I can play all these FPS games with a mouse and keyboard, no problem, you know. Like, I know you can play, I know you can plug stuff into Xbox, but most people have them integrated into a TV unit, so it's not necessarily the best way, to, you know, you don't have the best setup for a mouse and keyboard. So, if you like playing on PC, this is fantastic news. Um, yeah. But in terms of my favourites, uh, I've... I know you know this, but seeing Oblivion on here just makes me feel great. I mean, I've got the disc behind me in a drawer, but just knowing I can just go ahead and download it is good is good fun. Um, Fallout 4, I think I'm really looking forward to driving into again at some point, and I think this is maybe what you want to bring up soon, but again, a number of these titles have FPS boost. now. Well, let's um, talk about that. Attached to them, yeah, sure. So a number of the titles... I do have a list next to me, actually. So let me just quickly scroll yeah. to it. I've, well, I've got Dishonored, the definitive edition. Yeah, the then we've one. got the Skyrim Special Edition, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, and Prey all have the FPS boost now added to them as well. So I know when we first saw about the FPS boost lineup, and we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, um, we was asking about, you know, this game, uh, FPS boost as a feature was shown off 
with Fallout 4. Where the hell is yeah. it? Why have we not seen yeah. it yet? And obviously they've now we know. <laughs> clearly now been waiting for this day to come up. So that's one of the reasons I'm looking forward to jumping into that again. Because I played Fallout 4 on the original, uh, the base PlayStation 4. So that ran about 30 frames a second. Again, it's a relatively slow-paced game, so you can't notice it. But I don't know how it was on Xbox One, but in heavier areas and when you've got lots of mess and explosions going on, like you know, it can drop frames quite severely. Um, so not only playing the game again on newer and more powerful hardware, but also being able to play it at 60. I'm really looking forward to diving in and playing again. So I think that's one of my main ones. Um, I, I won't go too what's, into what's it. Your what's your favourite game out of that lot, though? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Obliv- not easy, is it? It's not. Uh, I think Oblivion for the nostalgia's sake, I think, is on there. Because mm-hmm. one of the things I did, um, I actually booted up my 360 a few days ago at this announcement because I thought I want to dive into these at some point but I never enabled cloud saving on my original 360 so I had to boot it all up again and then move my saves to the cloud <laughs> and then through my Series X I can then download them it all syncs up and it actually worked really nicely but so that was quite a, a weird nostalgia trip just booting up the 360 home menu but <laughs> but I think Oblivion for me mainly from the nostalgia if I had to yeah. only choose one um, Dishonored I would I would like to say Dishonored, but I remember playing the demo originally on the 360. I liked the demo so much back then, I bought the special edition of Dishonored 1. But then I never actually finished it, because I got most of the way through the story, and then kind of didn't really feel it, and then I just kind of stopped playing one day. Similar did, to the did reasons you, did you guys come mentioned. With, did that come with tarot cards? It did, and I have it yes, behind it me. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I, I have that edition. I've still got the tarot cards. You still have it. The... Yeah, I've got. Yeah, I think mine. Yeah. I don't think mine are open. So if it, if, if it's yeah. worth a bit, I might have to stick it on eBay. But <laughs> it might be worth about sixty p nowadays. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you know, I have that edition. Like the game, I don't want to say I didn't like it. Um, I wasn't into it enough that I haven't yet played Dishonored two. So now's a good time for me to jump in. Um, I have Doom Eternal on my PC. I'm still playing that and loving that. But I did also download the original Doom. Just to give that a go, and it, it's just great Ooh. fun to go back to an old school game, and actually, it's still fun to play despite the you know sharp pixelated graphics and you know pretty bare bones 3D environments to, to to today's standards. But it's such good fun just to go back and play. Absolutely. How, how are we doing in the chat, Pucks? Is there much coming in? Chat. Let us know what your favourite games from the twenty that dropped the other day would be great to know, and what platform, just out of interest. Mm, I've got two comments here. Uh, one from Wakanda, who says, oh, yeah, you know, the selection was great, as a lot of them are now available on PC, as we've just mentioned. Uh, and Parksy1972 in the chat. Hello, Parksy. Uh, and they say that they've just started playing Wolfenstein The Old Blood, which is yeah, another one I want to jump into. Yeah, I yeah, played I'm, a bit of that around a friend's house a couple of years ago. Um, but again, I've n- never finished it properly, but I remember absolutely loving playing it. You know, it was just something about mm. the way the game, the gunplay and the way the movement works. It's just so fluid. It's similar to Doom in a way in my eyes, but oh, it's it is. obviously not quite as fast paced. Um, but yeah, it's definitely another one I, I want to go back to. And again, my first real introduction to playing and completing a Wolfenstein game was Wolfenstein 2 when that was on Game Pass. So mm. I now need to go back and play the old blood and the new blood. <laughs> That's it's so fluid, point. isn't it? I think it's yeah. I think it's the motion blur and stuff that they do, or poor object motion blur. But it's so fluid, or it looks fluid. Mm, yeah, it just it just flow. Even even the in-game animations as well. You know, when the characters are right up in your face, and they you know you can mm-hmm. kind of see all the facial animations and stuff. Oh, it's just something about how they've done the game, which yeah, I really need to dive back in. This is what it's telling me. And we as a pair, actually, we need to actually go back and properly play Young Blood again. I think at some point. Soon. Yes. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've completed it once. I'm more than um, happy to complete that again. We'll, we'll live stream it, perhaps. That's a mm, lot of fun. Yeah, be fun. I do like that game. <laughs> um, but that's, yeah, the, no, chat. that's, that's cool. the chat so far. Yeah, no, well, what a week this has been, my God. Uh, you know, it's a week we knew were coming, and it's a week that finally, finally arrived. I think it was always in the back of my mind that, you know, the deal might fall through and the EU weren't going to allow it and just make things awkward. But uh, it's nice that it's gone through, that they've done their chat and they've, they've you know, qualified some of the questions that were that were being asked. So that's pretty cool. Um, Scott, come to you first on the next topic, if you don't mind. Uh, but before we do, thank you, chat. Thank you for being here. Fun speculation. Welcome, my friend. Um, Pixel Slapper, thank you for being here. Yeah, Parksy, Wakanda XNT. Guys, you rock. You, you know, you're the regulars. Thank you for being here. Dragon Wolf, my goodness me, I'm scrolling up. Black Eyed Dog. Guys, thank you very much for being here. Yeah, let us know what your favorite games were. Um, Scott, Square Enix presents... Um, <laughs> Yeah, March the 18th, which is, is that Thursday? Thursday, yeah. Th- Thursday. Thursday th- yeah. No, so it's- they're going to, world premiere of Life is Strange, Outriders, Marvel Adventures, Tomb Raider 25th edition, Just Calls on mobile, which surprises me because Just Calls isn't the easiest game to run <laughs> even on consoles. Um, yeah. And Ball and Wonderworld, what, what's your, what's your, what are you most excited for for the uh, Square Enix event? So it's, it's funny you couldn't me first flat because I'm being perfectly honest, I don't really care for this conference at all um there's not an awful lot on there that that is really exciting i think the big one um not necessarily for me but i know for the sort of wider game community a lot of people are very much excited for life is strange 3 i do have the life is strange games in my back catalog and after playing tell me why last year i actually do want to get into them because that was sort of a an introduction to that type of game or that genre that i hadn't really played in the past so i i, I am planning on getting to them at some point but because i've not played them i don't really have much affinity for that franchise at the moment but i know there's a lot of excitement for life is strange 3 um outriders is the game out of that list i'm personally most excited for but i don't think there's anything that they're going to be able to show outside of maybe this rumored game pass announcement which we can get get onto maybe um there's not too much they can say about outriders that is going to excite me really because i'm already going to purchase the game uh, i'm going to going to play it day okay. one because i really enjoyed the demo um and then looking at the rest of it Mar- marvel's adventures i've got very little interest in tomb raider i've played those tomb raider games and the rumor is the sort of the 25th anniversary collection which is i believe is just going to be a collection of the, the most recent trilogy and then we talked about ball and Wonderworld maybe mm. a month or two ago and i still <laughs> think that game looks truly awful apologies for anyone who, who who might like it so not an awful lot in there that that's that's getting me too excited but uh life is strange i think is is good and i think what's good for square enix is obviously people are looking for final fantasy 7 uh remake part 2 and obviously more information on final fantasy uh 16 uh, as well as things like project Athea. and i think if they were to save something like life is strange 3 to maybe e3 it might get overshadowed mm. by some of those bigger titles that are likely to appear okay um, at the same time so yeah that's why i'll tune in because i'm always interested you know they might sneak in a surprise or two in there as well you you, you never know um nintendo recently did that with splatoon 3 so I'll, I'll be tuning in to see to see what what they've got to say but um i think yeah let's say pick of the bunch is outriders for me but i know i'm already picking that game up okay now that kind of makes sense uh, luke um just calls mobile uh, how, i'm guessing there, there will not be any explosions or any sort of physics going on. No, because... I, I, 
it seems like it might be a text adventure game or something like that because right, I, don't, right. I don't know how they're gonna get it yeah. to run on, on mobile um but yeah I, I, i'm kind of in the same boat as scott here like unless you're gonna talk to me about final fantasy 7 remake part 2 mm. or project f here or final fantasy 16 I'm not really interested um, because, again, on Outriders, um, I enjoyed the demo, um, and it's it's one that I'll I'll pick up. You don't need to show me anything more on that, yeah. um, particularly if you know uh, the the teasers are correct from from uh, from Xbox about that coming to Game Pass. You know, it's gonna, it's going to be picked up anyway via that service. So, um, so, so yeah, excited for that, but I don't need to see any more on it. Uh, Marvel's Avengers, there's nothing you could really do with that game other than redevelop it for another five years uh, that would attract me to it. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't really like these type of events because I, I can't see them, you know, I can't see many surprises coming out of it. And I appreciate them being up front and saying, here's everything we're going to show off. You know, here's, here's the kind of show. Um and I think that's good for people who are then interested in what they are going to show. But it's it's not it doesn't get you hyped like a you know a directors or a state of play or you know anything like that. But I, I do think that you know um, they're they're going to save all their big stuff um, for the E three period. It's some yeah. separate showcase where all of that can be shown off. And this is just to give some of their lesser known titles to some extent a bit of um, a, a bit of a you know a bit of a a piece of the spotlight so to speak so um life is strange never really interested me um no me neither but uh, you know I, I know it's a it's a beloved franchise um i don't actually know if don't nod will be developing that though because i think uh they're kind of gone from square enix in terms yeah. of the uh mm. in, in terms of the um the, the arrangement they had so said they're not i believe they um someone from uh, don't nod came out maybe a month or two ago and said like the life of strange franchises with square i can't remember the name of the i think it's the developer that did before the storm which wasn't okay Uh, they're basically handling the franchise going forward yeah yeah so you know good that's great for people who are into life is strange uh for sure um balan wonderworld i played the demo and it was well, I won't get that time back. Is what I say about that. Um, it, it was, uh, it was not, it was not good. Um, and uh, I think, I think that's about it. Like, I'm just, it, there's just nothing there that's really exciting me. And and maybe they will pull some out of out of the hat and and you know show something off as a surprise. And I probably will have it on in the background, but it just doesn't, you know, doesn't doesn't get me going. No, no. And to be honest, like you say, I think this is the pre E3 show, isn't it? Like you say, this is the yeah. this is the ones they're getting out of the way before. Hopefully, they're being overshadowed by other stuff at E3. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting you say that about Bell and Wonder. Well, perhaps I've got the nostalgia of Nights into Dreams. I mean, don't get me wrong, I didn't love the game, and I was getting quite frustrated with it. But I liked the, I guess, the nostalgia that it was conjuring up in my in my mind at the time. Although I know Pix, uh, Puck, sorry, uh, mentioned. About the sort of the one button um, action it, yeah. it is very very dated. You know the control method, which I'm a little bit. Mm. I think it was probably that I was a bit disappointed about actually. But um, removable sanity, anything on there? Tomb Raider 25th anniversary. I Mar- tell you what, actually, Avengers. Yeah. I mean, what can they do with that other than write it off? Free to play, free to play. Yeah, well, that's a good yeah. shout. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. could do that. That's the only way I can see this. I, I I know some people are still playing it. I know some people are still enjoying it. But right now. The only way they, I, I really think they can get the numbers back up, would make it free to play, and that kind of, that uh, if if that, Joshua, uh, 
if it's play free to play, I even I might even try it out. I've played mm-hmm. the demo. It's like, yeah, all right, but I could see, I could see where the, where where it, how grindy it was going to get, and maybe you know, if free to play, it might actually you know bump up the numbers. Um, Battle and Wonderworld. I'm so I'm glad that someone else actually played the demo because you know what, I'm going to agree with you there. It's it to me, it's like a modern take of a old retro styled game. Yeah, it's like they had in, in terms of the actual aesthetics and the actual gameplay and the button pressing. It's like they said, we are not moving from the 80s or 90s. This is it, and we're just going to make the graphics a lot better and put it into uh, today's generation. And if you've got a real if you're a real retro fan, this will appeal to you. But as you say, to the more modern day fans, the modern day takes and the evolution of the control system in gaming in general, it's it's it's, it's such an old throwback. That I think it, it doesn't sit well. It, 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 it's great for your, retro, your real hardcore retro fans. They will love this. I think that's where it's for. But for your modern day gamers, I think it's just, it's no, it's they'll be like, what is this? <laughs> and I played it. I, I, I didn't say, didn't dislike it, but it was very much, yeah, this is. Nope. <laughs> um, again, for me, I go with Outriders again. I played the beta. I it's a great game. I actually really um, but I am intrigued at seeing this mobile game they mentioned. Just to see, because MAs these days are just crazy. So, in my head, maybe I'm being a real ch- a little child here. Maybe they might actually be able to get something working that's remotely decent and playable. Because Just Cause was like, well, how, how was that? It was 2000 and... Is that the th- 2000? That was the first one we were talking about, isn't it? Or is it, are they saying just cause? Uh, well, good question. I don't, know, or... I don't know if it's a remake of the first one. I thought it was the first one. one. Yeah, I don't know if it's just a just calls on mobile. It might be a different game, I'm guessing, like Luke said. It I... could be even a different platform uh, or a different sort of uh, format. But Yeah, I think, yeah. It's, I think it's like a It's just game, it's so. intrigued me. Put it this way, it's like, really? You know, you, you've, it was like, Okay, well, we'll let's see what this is going to be done. But as you rightly said, this is going to be a a prelude to the, the E3 event, and this is just like as you mm. said, giving these games um, a little bit more PR than probably what it was getting. Um, yeah. It'll be in, I'm I'm intrigued. There is some little games, as I said, like Marvel's Avengers. What they're going to do with that? Unless it's free to play, what are they going to do with that? And again, it's like the the um, Outriders is one of those things we I think I was going to get anyway, and maybe the mobile game. There is some there that are going to be interesting to view. I'm just going to be seeing what they come out with. Maybe it'll be just a bland, planned show, and it'll be all what we thought it'll be. You know, maybe it'll be just like Marvel Avengers. Here's a new DLC, and we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know. Um, there are a couple of things in there that have just made me go, okay, let's. Are you throwing stuff against the wall and hoping it will stick? Or have you got something up your, up your sleeves? <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. No, uh, and to be honest, you know, uh, I was surprised to see this event. I mean, I, I don't remember there being quite so many events, you know, at, at this time of the year. And I know we live in a slightly different world than we have um, previously. Um, but these sort of digital events that are coming out, they seem to be a lot easier to sort of produce and stuff. And uh, yeah, just a little bit surprised to see these uh, pucks. Where are you on Ballon Wonderworld? Which uh, which fence side of the fence are you on? So. A couple of weeks ago, I did mention I needed to go back and replay the demo. I did do that a couple of weeks ago. Um, I finished it, and I'm kind of with Luke on this one. As someone who absolutely loves platformers, it's mm. that one button mechanic just for me it just feels too outdated for today's standards. I, I want the game to do well because I of its legacy, in a way. But I just can't. I feel, I can see it struggling. I really hope they've. They're not going to majorly tweak it. I get that, but I hope they adjust it in some way, just to make it feel a bit. I don't know, just to make it feel a bit better. Like I just felt really limited, just stuck with one button for the main power up on the costume. <laughs> I don't. Um, think, I don't think they're going to though. I think removable sun is right. I think that's just you know that's it. Yeah, like I, it I, that's what I mean. I agree. I think they're going to stick with their guns. But to be fair, the one yeah. thing I did like, I did like the boss encounters. Actually, I thought they worked really well. Yeah. Um, because uh, there was also like a bit of a quick time mechanic with the you know the top hat dude that right, flies yeah. about and does a few <laughs> kicking moves. You have to time his shadow with like his actual silhouette and all the rest of it. But it's all, those little parts are really good, and I found it interesting when you kind of go back to the hub world in the demo and you kind of collect all the different like yellow and red and purple gems, whatever they are, and you feed them to like these weird chick bird things. That's and they right. Kind of, yeah. It's almost like a maybe a bit of a mechanic there. Um, I say I well, it, it goes as that big circle thing, doesn't it? And opens something up. Yes, you kind of like a big train sequence happens, and then there's a train station in the hub world, and all this other stuff appears. So yeah. I finished the demo, to be fair, <laughs> and I was actually quite intrigued to see what was to come, like what what the game had more to offer. But then obviously the demo ends. It's like, oh no, okay, I'm gonna have to play the real thing when it comes out. <laughs> it's a bit so nuts, I'm, isn't it? It's proper nuts. It is. It's. <laughs> proper i want to say japanese style nuts in a way because sometimes it gets a bit out there in terms of the ideas so i I want it to do well but i think it will struggle but i think it's one of those games where you need to maybe play it Uh, again based on the demo specifically you need to play those first two or three levels to then open up the rest of it and then out of nowhere i kind of have myself going yeah whoa what's going on here i now want to play more to see what the hell is going on you know rather Mm. than being so stuck in the the mechanics are, are garbage, and therefore I'm not going to play it anymore. Um, so, but once I push myself past that barrier, I I kind of find myself wanting more, despite not liking the controls. So, I'm quite, I wonder what ha- I'm going to. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens of it. <laughs> I was like, your nostalgia is holding you there, regardless. Yes, <laughs> I'll try to keep it there. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one I want to come back to, actually, if you don't mind, is talking about this Just Calls demo, uh, Just Calls Mobile. Sorry. Because I've just been looking it up as the other guys were talking, and one thing I, I am surprised to see, because it looks like a Diablo-style game, like in terms of yeah. where the camera is, like a fixed camera angle. Oh. Uh, yeah, again, it's a nice symmetric game. Yeah, it's on oh, mobile. Okay. It's, it's playing on right. mobile. But what I found more surprising, not only is it single-player, local multiplayer, and has PvP multiplayer, it's also oh. developed in Unreal Engine 4, which <laughs> really wow. surprises me, because that is very much known for being quite heavy on mobile. So there aren't so many... Big... melt your mobile, basically. But, po- quite possibly, yeah. <laughs> You're going to go about 20 minutes gameplay before you... Yeah, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of developers either have their own in-house engine optimised for mobile or they use the Unity engine, which is a lot more um, 
well, it's less intensive on your mobile CPUs, but Unreal Engine is obviously a lot better nowadays on mobile than it was in the past, but even so, it's pretty heavy. So I'm quite interested to, I'm more intrigued by it just knowing that fact, actually, just to how is it going to play and how well is it going to, to play as a game, you know? Because it's a, it's also it's coming yeah. to both um, Apple and uh, sorry, yeah, Apple and Android, and it is free to play apparently. <laughs> so, oh, did oh, I didn't know that? But I've looked. Uh, official oh, website okay. states it's free to play. So one, none of us have any reason to not try it out. But <laughs> it does well, make me wonder. Like my phone. <laughs> well, yeah, but you still want to make calls on it, don't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unless you don't. Phone crashes the moment you load it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I think yeah, mainly because of that, I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. Um, Life is Strange, uh, like has been said by other people on the panel, um, those kind of games haven't really interested me too much. I've not really played it. I don't really have much desire to jump in anytime soon. Um, Outriders, I'm, I've st- I'm still yet to play the demo, actually, so I can't really comment on it too much. But I, again, I've heard good things from the panel and the internet in general. So, so much oh, so you like it. Yeah, so much so that the developers yeah. even had to update the demo to stop people from farming too much for the real game. I thought that <laughs> well, was yeah, quite interesting. They, yeah, <laughs> they've done it about three up. This is this is the only people I know who've updated their demo three times. That's yeah. crazy, like, they've right? Done Just... They've done a lot. Of really? That's pretty cool. What are you doing? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> really? But I think it's because it, it's it's tied into your main game, so you can bring your progression across. So I guess any exploits or any potential. You know, cheats you may have got through the demo. They're trying to quickly circumvent. Yeah, I think I read something else about it as well. That game. Depending on how much you play, I think the more you played it or went around in circles, that you you kept getting like un, like more legendary items that you carry over, as you, you did, say. Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering if they don't yep. want people to, you know, start the new game. <laughs> They've got all the best <laughs> stuff you can get. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting though because you were limited to level seven or something. So like, as soon as you play the, the main game, you're probably gonna get weapons and uh, equipment that were better yeah. than the legendary stuff you got yeah, yeah. because it was sort of lower level lower level anyway but yeah they've they've weirdly supported that game's demo better than some developers support their actual games in- <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's an interesting <laughs> outlook isn't it yeah the demo is more supported than some fully fleshed out release games yeah. that's- <laughs> but that, that does give me confidence in the game as well you know that that people could fly are going to really um, I know they've sort of reiterated it's not a games of service, but you know, I do imagine they'll be patching and providing yeah. updates, and there will possibly be new DLC guns, new skins, stuff. Yeah, I imagine you know just the way the developers handled it, everything about that game so far has actually given me a lot of confidence that you know that's a game that I want to give a shot. Um, even if I mean, even though I hadn't played the demo, I played the demo, and that's sort of. Um, I guess maybe mind up, but you know, there's other sort of games. You're in for a treat. I've played the beta and it goes on about a good two or three hours. It opens up into two two different little areas after that. The storyline, I was very surprised about. I was like, wow, this is kind of like a Bioware. You know, the original when they Bioware was doing good storylines, they've got some side missions in there. I was like, wow, this was a really well thought out and well done storyline. And that's like, I'm just surprised they didn't add a couple of those into the into the demo because I think it would have shocked a few people a little bit more as well because it's like it's not just about the gameplay. There is a good storyline from what I'm seeing. I mean, from the beta, I played some of the even just like these side missions. There was like a storyline there that was like kind of choked you up on one of them. It's like wow, this is a little bit of a 
I was like, wow, this is this is a, almost like an original Bioware storyline sort of stuff. What's going on here? So that's mm-hmm. what really got me. It's like, wow, I'm, this, this is, sounds great. Yeah, it's interesting you say that actually, Removable Sanity, because I think you might have been on the show the last time we discussed Outriders. And I think you obviously commented on the story about then. But mm. speaking from my experience with it, I couldn't wait to skip past the cutscenes and any of the story elements all i wanted to do was shoot things see numbers go up, get, <laughs> get that was blue because yep. that's all i could find yep. hopefully the numbers are better the next time but that sort of mindless um i guess loop is something that is quite satisfying just because the core gunplay is yes nice and it feels good mm. it's fun to use the cutscenes and the story and things like that i wasn't really into but that's not what i'm come to that type of game for mm-hmm. uh, personally speaking so but yeah either way really, really looking forward to that and like i said just the way they've handled things even prior to the demos really give me confidence that you know people can fly or a, a developer that i want to play their games and i want to see what what they, what they've got i want to give them a chance i gotta be scott i'm exactly the same i i couldn't skip through all of the cutscenes fast enough because i just wanted to go and shoot them. <laughs> i gotta be honest yeah. So, so you know what, Removal Sanity, it's quite interesting you say you really enjoyed the storyline because I'm now starting to think that I've actually missed out, to be honest. So I might need to actually it, have to go back and, and start again. It is it's, it's strange. It, is the, it was weird to me. It was the main storyline. It was like, a, it was like a, yeah, it's a standard storyline. I'm going through this. I can understand it. It was, again, what got me was this was like a uh, side mission storyline that got me. And I was like, wow, this is just a... It kind of, you know, it's like, I can't tell you too much about it because I don't want to kind of ruin it because you're going to get it to it. But let's just say you'll get to the next area and there's an old gentleman. And if you follow him and you follow his storyline, the his story is kind of, wow, this is actually really good. And it, it's a weird one because, as you said, the main storyline, oh, it wasn't too fast. Yeah, I, it was quite enjoyable. But I actually kind of actually found myself enjoying the side missions more than I did the main story. Mm. Um, so again, it was just it was just a shame they didn't pass this on to the main game. So I think if they'd done the, the demo, same as the beta, I think you'll have a, probably a lot more people talking about maybe some of the storyline missions as well. Okay, well that's interesting. You've opened up a new avenue for me to, to sort of uh, go and have a look at it. Pucks, definitely go and play the demo, mate. Um, yeah. Yes, I definitely need to jump in. Yeah. While we're on this, uh, you know, is Outriders the mysterious game that Xbox have been teasing? Do you think, or, or is it not X, uh, Outriders? Do you mean about the what the new mysterious game coming to Game Pass? Is that what you're yeah. referring to? Yeah. I well, I wonder. I'm not sure. I think a lot of people seem to think it could uh, be Outriders from what I've seen online. It's because of the anomalies thing, yeah. I think, isn't it? Yeah. Any ideas? Mysterious <laughs> signal thing. I mean, it looks. It, it, I'd be surprised if it wasn't given the tease. I mean, it, it literally hmm. looks like the plot of Outriders. Um, well, so, anomalies also kicks in for Mass Effect, don't they? Yeah, but what huh. then? What's what Mass Effect's coming? What would Legendary the Mass Effect game be? Legend, do you yeah, think Legendary really? Edition? No, I think Ooh. I think it's Outriders. I, I think that's the only thing. I, I that so. if, it, if it's not Outriders, someone's made a complete ass of that tease. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you can't make it sound exactly like Outriders yeah. and then it not be Outriders <laughs> at this point. Do you know what I mean? Like, and and they're usually quite they're usually quite obvious with their their teases. It's it's. I don't think I've mm. ever seen a tease from them that I thought, oh, it's probably that game. And then they come on and it's like, you know, Balan Wonderworld. And you're like, what? Um, or anything like that. <laughs> that so uh, <laughs> so um, I think I, I'd be a little pissed off at uh, Outriders at this point, I think, because I think it's right. the, the, the tease is so obvious that it 
it surely has to be Outriders. And it makes a lot of sense for for a game like Outriders to go on GamePad because it's not it's not the biggest it's a new IP. It's it's not a service game, but it, it does have the it does have some elements like that, mainly obviously that you can do it free play co-op, etc. So that there are comparisons, even though it isn't a service game. Um and, and there's a lot of risk with it from Square Enix's perspective as well for that reason that you know it, it isn't it's not as if someone's dropping destiny free right which everybody knows if whenever that happens in 2052 or whatever that it will be um you know it will be it'll sell really well or it'll, i mean it'll probably freeze but at that point but um so um i think it makes a lot of sense for a game like that to go in there and it's a really big get as well for microsoft so if they were to turn around now and say oh well it's you know um <laughs> I don't know what else it could be. Like it just sounds like Outriders. Um, so um, I'd be shocked if it wasn't. No, fair enough. has anyone else got any other theories, or do you agree with Luke? Well, I'm trying to think, think of the title else. anomalies. Well, if we're going just down based on anomalies, there could be Elite Dangerous. It could be, as I said, it could be Mass Effect. Ugh, the remaster system. The, I'm trying to think. Know, I'm trying to think because. Because sometimes look at what they've done previously in some of their trailers. The most obvious things have been sitting in front of our eyes, and we haven't realised it. So now I'm going right. Okay, I'm now kind of like you know, thinking back through everything that possibly they probably could have announced the last you know ten you know, the last year or two, and go. Well, what could it be? I agree. It could it's most likely to be Outriders. But if it isn't, it's like then what else could it be? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think the obviously the original Mass Effect games are already in Game Pass. Yeah, Ultimate technically yeah. through yeah. through the and uh, Elite Dangerous part. as well. Yeah, and Elite Dangerous is in there. And I personally think if it wasn't Outriders, I think they would have already come out and said, "Look, sorry, just to set expectations, this isn't Outriders." Because yeah. the thing is with this, it's it's a it's a triple A title published by Square Enix. That's third party coming to Game Pass day one. There's actually not an awful lot of games that do that. I can't think mm. of too many games that launch into Game Pass that you could say are of that budget, of that size. You know, from a publisher like Square Enix, um, I think Crusader Kings Three is maybe mm. the biggest yep. one so far, possibly, and that obviously only came to to uh, Game Pass for PC. And so I think because the rumors started and people picked on so quickly. I think if it wasn't Outriders, I think they would have come out and said so by now to say it's not. And I think that's maybe what Square Enix will talk about on Thursday. Uh, I think the Paradox event was on over the weekend and they announced one of their games, Empire of Sin or something like that, is is coming to, to, to Game Pass yeah. as part of that. So maybe we'll we'll find out on, on Thursday as part of that. That's one thing. And, you know, you look at Square Enix, they're very... Um, they don't like risk. You know, there's a reason why Final Fantasy 16 is exclusive to PlayStation because by getting that money from Sony uh, or whatever publisher from from any game, um, they're offsetting a lot of the risk that comes with game development. And if Microsoft have given them big lump sum up front, Fault Riders, a game to, that to them is probably a bit of a risk. You know, it's 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 a loot game and. Honestly, they don't tend to do particularly well if your name's not Destiny these days. <laughs> so that does offset a lot of that risk. So it kind of makes sense. And also from Microsoft's perspective, it is, uh, I'd argue it's one of the biggest games they've had from a third-party publisher. And just the fact it's coming day one um, rather than six months down the line, I think is 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 pretty is pretty good. I think they've got so much momentum behind them at the moment, haven't they, Microsoft? I mean, what a week they've had. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, and the, um, the, the, the cool thing. Oh, apologies. No, no, go on. No, go on. I was just going to say the, the cool thing is, I know this is kind of going back the, to the Bethesda thing, is they haven't really got started yet. If you think about it, there's still so much that we don't know about at this point. Even mm-hmm. just then, what are they going to show for E3? Yeah, we we don't know anything about Elder Scrolls Six or Starfield or the Wolfenstein Three uh, or you know whatever any of the other Bethesda or Fable Avowed, yeah, all yeah, of it. There's, we, so, yeah. there's so much that we don't know about, and we're talking about this week being great, and it's exciting to be part of Xbox. Um, but really, they're kind of just getting started, and there's still so much more that we're probably going to get excited about later this year. So I'm really, really excited for E3 this year. Really, really excited for, for one game that no one show. seems to be talking about actively. I mean, everyone knows it's coming, but um, Fours of Five. I mean, that's that's going to be yeah. a huge announcement, isn't it? And we've not heard a dicky bird about any of about any of that, have we? No, I can't, I can't wait, wait for Horizon 5. I think that's rumored to be coming this year. That's one of those rumored games that Microsoft, you know, they've been teasing mm. that there's unannounced titles coming this year, and Horizon 5 is one of them. Um, obviously, Horizon 4 just came to Steam this past week, and that's doing exceptionally well by, by the sounds of things. So, yeah, yeah, um, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that. I'll be curious to see what the setting is. Uh, the settings are always the cool thing about the Horizon mm-hmm. reveals where where they're going to go next, and maybe if they introduce any sort of not gimmick, but you know how in four was the seasons thing. I wonder maybe what they bring that differentiates four to five. Mm, absolutely, uh, Pucks. Where are we within the chat? We've got uh, some uh, some people dropping in. Tallman fifty five, welcome. Black eyed dog. Oh, we've mentioned you earlier. Sorry, Black Card, uh, Tukungula. Uh, Indy, Indy's in the chat. The likely lad, fantastic. Thank you guys for all being here. Pucks, uh, any comments in the chat? Yeah, I've seen a few regarding these anomalies thing. Uh, Black Eyed Dog asks, uh, you know, could it be No Man's Sky because that has anomalies, but that is already on Game Pass, so yeah, yeah, that's kind of off the cards. Um, I think I've seen from uh, Tuka and Gula mentions Hellblade, um, but that is also in Game Pass already, I believe. So. Is that correct? Am I talking the first one? Rubbish there? The first no. one is yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Second, yeah, yeah, that yeah. is right. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, I've actually done some quick uh, looking up on some tweets actually on the original uh, Twitter response, and most people seem to agree that it must be Outriders. A lot of yeah. people also saying that if it is, they're going to be pretty pissed because they've put pre-orders in <laughs> for the game already. <laughs> so Ooh, that's not sure, how, not sure how that's going to work if it is Outriders, mm. which kind of makes me wonder: is it Outriders then? You know, but. Yeah. Pre-orders are pretty easy to cancel on Xbox, though. It's probably yeah, worth that's true. Mentioning. You know, you, um, if, I think the the refund policy they introduced last year or something was fairly, fairly lenient as long as you haven't played the game more than a few hours or something like that. So, yeah. You know what, though? That that's a very interesting point. And chat, chat chime in if if you've been in this situation. But I I was on the Game Pass. I was on my Xbox and, and went to the Game Pass app, and they've got a tab specifically for the new Bethesda titles. Um, and I was looking through, and I'd already purchased about half of them. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, you know, it, it almost seems like a waste. Has anyone else been caught out that sort of bought something and then it sort of appears on Game Pass in very close succession? Anyone had that? I have, I haven't, but the yeah, irony sorry. is, I have, but the what? irony is, is then I've played it and then gone, do you know what? I'm going to buy it anyway. Really? I, I've gone down that route, yeah, because it's it's and it's not for the games that are like fifteen plus. It's with those games that are like, damn, this is going to take me a hell of a lot, okay, <laughs> a long time. Yeah. It's your it's your fifty, your eighty plus hour games. It's those sort of mm-hmm. games. I'm like, actually, I want to own this, so I don't have to worry about it 
leaving Game Pass. Now, I know the games actually do last quite a long period of time in Game Pass, but if you're like me, I end up playing a game for about two or three weeks, and then for some reason, I'm like a magpie, I'll look at another game, and then I'll sit in my collection, and I'll go back to it again about four months later and continue. I, I know it's <laughs> that's just me, though. So for that instance, I have done that. It's like, actually, yes, I've played it, and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to get it, because it's, it's those large games, and it's better to have it in my you know, collection rather than you know, wait get it later down the line yeah no, no that's an interesting point are we assuming that these bethesda titles that are in game pass are there forever now or, or do you think they're going to still sort of rotate them i think it makes perfect sense for them to stay there now uh much like you know the other microsoft first pie such as gears of war and sea of thieves and the others you know they're always <laughs> going to be on the service now i can't see them being pulled anytime soon it doesn't make any sense for them to be pulled and Seeing as they're now, you know, the Bethesda Studios are now owned by the same people, mm. it makes perfect sense to me that you'd keep them on there, right? It's part of what makes your catalogue at this point in time. So I can't see any sense in in rotating or removing them because I can I, I can understand maybe rotating may feel like you're keeping things fresh, but then at the same time you're stopping people who maybe wanted to go back but not quite then, but they yeah. you know, and then want to go to it and oh hold on, why have they rotated? I was going to play that now and. But then people maybe then know that, or if they rotate it back in again, then people aren't going to bother buying the damn thing. So <laughs> it makes sense to me that you just keep it on, I think, mm. personally. Have you, have you been caught out buying a game that then sort of appears on Game Pass? Um, well, technically, yes, but that's because it was a few months ago and it was, couldn't really be helped. Um, there was a Bethesda sale, uh, sale on Steam a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I took the chance to buy Skyrim and Morrowind because they were both going for about £3 each. Oh, wow. And I thought, oh, I'll try these at some point on PC because, you know, it's got mods and stuff. I might give it a go. Um, but, you know, but now they're both on uh, on Game Pass. And I think Skyrim, because it's a special edition as well on Game Pass, and I think that yeah. still does support mods as well, which is yeah. quite yeah. interesting. So technically I've missed out, but I've not really lost out. So <laughs> technically, yes, but I don't feel like I've lost out. At some point I'll go back to them, but no time soon. I've got too many other things on my plate currently. That's the trouble, isn't it? You've got so many games that mm. you can sort of work your way through with this. It's uh, it's a it's a fantastic problem to have. I've just seen a funny comment in the, in the chat as well from a uh, Tuka Ugula who says they want Hellblade, Phil Maximus Aureus Dominus Spencer, <laughs> <laughs> which I found quite amusing. Um, yeah. But uh, another thing I've got saved here um, from Indie Gamer who says to book in the 26th of this month for an unannounced Xbox game showcase guys especially if your gaming taste aligns with mine heard from a source of mine ooh so something I think we should all keep been, in our diaries he's been a bit cryptic yeah he obviously yeah, means indie games and stuff so that's interesting mm. is that all you're going to give us Indy that's it seriously it's just, it's just teasing <laughs> now I think yeah mm. Excellent. Um, that's okay. the chat so far, sorry. Yeah, okay, well, we're pretty much caught up. Okay, well, we've got another one, actually. We, we spoke about Techland and Dying Light 2 a couple of shows ago now. The, God, we, we cover so many topics on these shows, it's difficult to sort of <laughs> grasp the timeline of when we've spoken about them. Um, God, that's a studio that's had some sort of ups and downs in the press lately, hasn't it? But apparently... Um, uh, Dying Light, uh, yeah, Dying Light 2 is far from being in development hell, which has been sort of... Uh, touted up until recently how excited are we for dying light 2 do we do we think it's going to be a good game i mean from what i've seen it looks fantastic and it is the sort of game i think i could get into uh luke what do you reckon yeah um i'm you know i, I love the first game uh i thought it's brilliant see i've um, not played the uh, first game 
Yeah, I, I would recommend it, um, particularly mm. if you can if you can get it on PC um, and, and play it kind of all bells and whistles. Um, it, it's really great. It still holds up very well to this day, um, and um, it, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, and the story is actually quite good. It was it quite surprised me because I, I, I didn't go into it expecting much from that angle, but uh, I quite enjoyed it. So, um, Dying Light Two, obviously something that's I mean it's been in development for, for quite a long time. It, it appears they might have announced it a bit too early um, mm. to try and kind of latch on to the continued uh, hype and and um, interest in dying light which they've continued to update with various kind of expansions and extra bits of dlc etc so um it's i mean oh I, I don't take their message that it hasn't been in development hell with with any uh, with mm-hmm. any real belief i think that yeah. it clearly has had troubles i mean trouble um, at the very top as well by the sounds y- of it. yeah i mean chris avalone obviously is, is the biggest um you know example of that game having a lot of issues there's been rumors that it's been scaled back in its ambition about you know how Mm. the story kind of diverges depending on your uh, decisions etc which is something they they made a big point of in the in the gameplay demo they did a few years ago um so apparently that might have been stripped back which you know is a shame if so but you know that's the way it is so um i think it'd be really interesting to see what they you know um what what they talk about because you know it was interesting the way the post was phrased it was just a development update it wasn't you know here's a we're going to show you some brand new gameplay i think they're i think they're going to try and be as transparent as possible about what what's happened and where the game is and where it's going um because i don't think it's going to release anytime soon i I suspect maybe it will come out it'll probably come out next year at this point um given that it it seems to have uh, had some trouble so um i'm still really excited for it uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it uh, again, uh, and, and hopefully seeing it in a, in a good place. And I'm happy to wait for the game uh, to be in a good place before it releases. But, um, but yeah, it's 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 definitely had a troubled development, and um, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting to see where it, where it ends up. I, I must admit, the, the footage that I've seen, all, they they seem to have a, a HUD. So I'm, I'm hoping that you know what we have seen is is possibly actual game code running and stuff rather than just a some CGI bits and bobs. But uh, mm. I, I think it looks absolutely beautiful, Scott. I mean, there was a rumor that Microsoft were banging on um, banging on their door um, <clears throat> to yeah. to make a, a purchase of Techland. Um, what do you think? Is that still on, or uh, is that still a, a rumor that's yet to be? Uh... Yeah, I think Microsoft's been linked with. Um just a polish studio yeah yes now and obviously techland being um i guess maybe second to cd project red in poland maybe um yeah. I, I i don't see anything there personally and i think a lot of that might come down to um you know as much as the claim it has been development hell i think it's apparent it they've had some troubles in development and there's been um reports that came out fairly recently about uh, a large number of uh, key members of that team leaving. Um, I think there was some issues with the CEO, if I remember correctly, um, mm. from from those, and it's probably important to, to sort of reiterate that they're simply reports that, that have come out, but it's obvious that the game's had troubles, and I wonder whether that's something that Microsoft would be interested in trying, in trying to fix. I don't think it would be, personally, um, but I think this game was due to come out in spring 20, 
2020, if I remember, or, yeah. or early 2020. And uh, as Luke says, yeah. I, yeah, I think Luke's sort of uh, in the right ballpark where I don't think this is out till next year. Now, if your game gets delayed more than 12 months, and I know they can obviously um, uh, say COVID's had an impact on it, but it was delayed long before COVID was a thing. Um, that that game's obviously had struggles, and if they've had to scale the project back from from that initial reveal. So if you remember uh, E3 2018, 20, I think the E3 it was first revealed. All the reports that came out of the media from E3 that year were overwhelmingly positive. They saw the demo where they talked about the branching storylines where you could do one thing. Um, I think the example that they used was you could cut off a water supply for somewhere or, yep. or you could yeah. flood somewhere or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it had consequences, didn't it? Yeah, and that basically cut off that entire part of the game and you just no yeah. longer could access it. And it sounded impressive. And as someone who really enjoyed the first game, I was really excited for that. But, and then it turns out maybe that's not how it goes because maybe they mm. couldn't quite get that right. Um, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what this game is. And I think the fact that they've used the language development update certainly tells us that mm. we're not going to get a release date this week. It's just going to be a, a high level overview um, and it'll be 2022 the, at the earliest. And, you know, that at that point is a two a two year delay from its original window. So it's 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 obviously had some struggles. God, we've got so many games to come yet, haven't we? It's yeah. it's it's yeah. absolutely crazy. We've got so many games yet to come. What a great time to be a gamer. My God. Yeah, 2022 um, is going to be big. I know it is, isn't it? It's still early 2021, but I think a lot of the games I get pushed from this year to next year mm. due to you know, development mm. difficulties due to COVID. I think 2022 is going to be pretty... It's going to be pretty stacked. I mean, what, I think. People are assuming Starfield's coming in 2021. I mean, there is a, a very fair chance. And I think most people are assuming it's coming late 2021. So that alone means it could have a very fair chance of getting pushed back to 2022 as well. And obviously, yeah. we've got Halo Infinite coming late 2021 as well. So, uh, wow, what a great time. Um, removable Sanity, Have you? did you play the first one? Did you play Dying Light 1? I, I, yeah, I absolutely love the original. And um, I still play it. And in fact... Even as of about two weeks ago, it got an update. They still regularly update the game with uh, unique little uh, um, environments and little uh, challenges and skins. So even now, to the original game, they're still updating it. So I've props to them because it's a game that is, like you said, it's about, what, four years old, probably even longer Mm. than that. And it's still being updated. It's still being tweaked. It's still being kept alive and i know there is a a very good community behind that that still plays its multiplayer today uh, as well as its single player um so yeah i'm looking forward to what they can accomplish again like the others i am slightly you know it does bother me slightly about the the rumors and the uh the reports coming out regarding the the troubles they're having um and it does slightly worry me in terms of they've had to scale back now the question i suppose is ever had they scale back due to the engine they're using or had they had to scale back due to other aspects the, the engine um, they were using the engine they were using wasn't really i know the developers themselves they weren't happy on the on the engine that was being used i know the ceo um, was insisting that they were going to use a particular engine and i know the devs were sort of saying well that's going to put us back it's not going to do quite what we want it to so uh, there's been lots of issues around that so do you think they may have actually done a, like a, almost like do you know what we'll park it with star fresh 
I think they did have to start afresh. Luke, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you've heard the same sort of rumours as I have, but so uh, yeah, there's, there's been some engine decisions that have really thrown a spanner in the works. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't know whether they might have started afresh, but I think I think a lot of it. I think there's probably internally been some sort of um, some some sort of revamp or, or reboot of mm. of elements of the game uh, to, to to get it to a, a different place than was originally shown. Um, which you know, given the language that they talked about um, uh, on, because I think on Twitter they actually said to someone, "Oh, we're not in development hell," but you know, um, we announced it too early. And, and given that, I suspect that even the demo we saw a couple of years ago—I think it was twenty nineteen demo—that that kind hmm. of big long one. You, you know, how rep- I don't, I'm sure it was you know actual gameplay, but how representative that will be in the final experience, I think, is, is going to be significantly in question now it's worrying it's worrying i must admit i'm hoping it all that they could either bring it back and obviously they've got the new the new upgraded hardware to work from now so that will help them to a degree but it will also throw an extra spanner in the works um in terms of you know the software um and how they can you know update their their game which they're already updating to meet that i'm hoping that we'll hear something a little bit more or they'll show something off yeah. bit sooner than rather than yeah. later yeah. what platforms do you think it's going to come to now actually obviously it was announced for current or sorry the previous gen hardware but if, it, if, it, question, if, yeah. if as we say it does would get you back put it previously where where, where does would it you go? would you would you go for the previous hardware now seeing what has happened with other games that have tried to do that not not if it's a 2022 release surely yeah. surely that's, you know that's the cutoff year isn't it well, it, it depends. That's what really, I'm saying. They've had to make this decision, haven't they? Yeah, if we're still yeah. struggling to get units out there, you know, and people can't get their hands on it, yeah, the install true. base that they're going for is going to be much, is going to be much, much smaller. Um, hmm. Yeah, so it'll, it'll yeah. be interesting because I guess it maybe it depends. Maybe is was part of the problem the ambition that they showed for the game was maybe the previous gen hardware just not capable of doing it. Was that maybe part of the problem? And that's what I'm thinking. Maybe the, the Xbox One does, one does that help? Is off. And they'll just do it from X and PlayStation Pro upwards. Maybe that's where they've decided. That's it. Do you know what? It, it can't handle uh, it. Yeah. I, I I think actually it will probably still release for the last gen consoles. Uh, and the reason for that is um, this is a game that's been in development hell for years and years and years. And mm. it's going to cost a lot of money. Uh, if they've had to reboot, revamp parts yeah. of the game, that's going to cost more money. And I, I suspect, it, I, I'm sure they've had tech issues, but to me, I think some of the more significant issues they might have been having, and I suppose we'll find out about this more, is is this sort of integration of how they wanted the world to react to your decisions, etc. Like, you know, we don't, I think probably they've had issues with that and had to scale that element back, not necessarily the world. Because, like, the game looks look, like, let's take that, that last demo, right? It, it, it looks wonderful, but the original Dying Light looked wonderful. I don't think yeah. Dying Light 2 looks mm. like significantly beyond that so and, and that ran on perfectly well on um last generation consoles they didn't have any issues with that so um i i would expect it to to release on everything um but obviously i think they will it will most certainly run the best on on uh, on new consoles as long as we don't get a kind of cyberpunk situation <laughs> uh, that, you know as long as it runs yeah. Yeah. you know and even that is is still to some extent uh not very good on on pc even so uh as long as it's nothing like that i mean it'll be fine 
slight tangent on the whole cyberpunk thing. Did that ever get reinstated at the PlayStation Store yet? Oh, that's a good question. I, I don't actually know. That I, I don't. Question. I don't think yeah. it is. I think it's wow. still oh. offline on the PlayStation yeah. Store. Yeah. No, no, it came out in November, yeah. and we're in we're in the middle of March now, and it still hasn't been uh, reinstated. That's that's pretty. That's pretty wild. <laughs> that is pretty that, wild. That's yeah, that's um, uh, that's gonna that's gonna disgruntle CD Projekt Red quite a thing. You know, quite a lot with PlayStation. I think, isn't it? Yeah. That's, but do you that's... think that's scare developers? You know, because they've because that was pretty drastic action by Sony. So, do you mm. think you know, someone like Techland, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to want to release their game? That's what I'm saying. Would stay. you take the risk now? Yeah. So, because they know now the risk is their game can simply get delisted off PlayStation, which you know, as we all know, has the larger install base. Are, are, are they willing to take that risk? And is that one of the reasons why there's going to be even maybe f- further further delays into? into 2022 we'll we'll have to we'll have to see but yeah that's that's pretty crazy that cyberpunk still isn't bagging in the playstation store it's pretty wild wow that is that, that's a big deal isn't it you know considering the press and the money and the, the development time and the delays and stuff that that game went through to know that you know sony have albeit temporarily have turned their back on it for months i i certainly didn't predict that my god yeah pucks um, haven't heard from you for a little while. Um, have yes, you got anything hello. to update on what we've been talking about? Is there any, is there any chat that we need to bring up? Um, yeah, I had something saved. Let me just quickly find it. So, um, yeah, Indie Gamer got back to us, actually, after we said that he was teasing us on this yeah, news. Yeah, go on. on. This better be good. This better be good. Uh, <laughs> well, he said that there is more info, but he can't go into too much detail, as I would be spoiling the surprise and disrespecting Ooh. my contact. But yes, Boom. one thing. Yeah. <laughs> one thing at the least, there will be. Uh, it's going to be awesome. So yeah, okay. uh, yeah can't tell us any specifics cool. due to obligations. That's fair enough. But yes, there apparently is some exciting news coming on the twenty sixth of March. Everyone, so put that in your calendars and blame Mindy if nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, there were rumors of Hades coming to Game Pass fairly recently, I believe. So wow, true is is that maybe part of the twenty sixth? That would be good. It would. Yeah, I've been holding cool off games. that game on PC for this very reason. So if that was yeah. to come true, then then that would make all of my planning and scheming come come good. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat as you on that one. I must admit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, I got a few more comments here. One from uh, the Likely Lad who says, "Dying Light was legit, fantastic, great gameplay and story." And the second one will be worth waiting for, assuming it's not in dev limbo. Yeah, um, hopefully not. We had a comment. Uh, there was some chat going on about, um, you know, Microsoft acquisitions again. Who they can maybe go for next between a few members. And I got one save comment here from uh, Tuka Angula who says, "So Microsoft reiterated that they are still going to close another Bethesda level deal. Who do you think Microsoft are still in the market for? Warner Brothers, Ubisoft, Capcom, Sega? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Or let's just do a quick round. Removable sanity. One. Just say one person. Who? <sighs> Capcom." <laughs> Capcom. Luke? Uh, no, that, though. I, yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, do you have a, an alternative? Uh, no, but I suspect no. it, it will be someone a lot smaller than any of those next. Okay. Scott? I, I'm with Luke. I don't think uh, I don't think they'll get anyone at the level of Bethesda. Um, it'll be smaller developers more along the lines of uh, Playground and yeah. Ninja Theory. That that sort of level of of acquisition, okay. Uh, maybe Techland, I guess. <laughs> well, we've got, we've got you've got Blueber or so, but there's still quite a few left to Hoover up, isn't there? Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Puxley? Yeah, I'm kind of with uh, with Luke on this one as well. I don't know if I can see any big names like these. I mean, if I had to pick one of those four, I'd probably say Sega. Um, but yeah, I I don't think either of those is likely on it uh, personally. No, I, I I guess I'm of the same opinion as you, Pucks. I, I'd love it to be Sega, but I don't think it. Certainly not Ubisoft. Um, yeah, I'd, I, the only reason I want it to be Sega, and we we kind of had this conversation again a few shows ago, didn't we? It's just I want them to bring back some of the old IPs and and some of the old classic Sega stuff. Uh, you know, even if Microsoft were to go and acquire Sega, that doesn't obviously necessarily guarantee that. But um, yeah, I've just seen another hmm. comment in the chat actually. I, I, I know we don't want to derail too much because then we're due to wrap up soon. Uh, but I just see something here from Black Eye Dog who says, "At what point will Microsoft acquisitions be deemed a monopoly?" And I think that is actually quite an important question well, to ask. Yes, you know what? I was quite pleased <clears throat> at the moment that the uh, European Commission obviously didn't think this was going to tip the balance. Sorry, you know, obviously the Bethesda acquisition by Microsoft wasn't going to tip the balance in their favour so much that obviously it, there was going to be some sort of anti-competitive things coming in. And again. Perhaps Luke will come to you on this one. But again, if there was to be another acquisition the size of Bethesda, and, and, you know, let's just play devil's advocate and, and, and pretend there is going to be one of those. Mm. Do, do you think they might be sailing into the waters of of, of monopolies and things like that? Uh, no, um, I, I wouldn't think so. Uh, you know, okay. the, the it would depend on who. Um, but even if it, you're talking about someone like... Um, I don't know. Let's say, let's uh, say Ubisoft. Let's, let's go Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that will be the case. I mean, when when the you know when when you're going into stuff like um, competition uh, applications, uh, like Microsoft did with with the Bethesda deal, and and you have to define a market in which you think there might be competitive concerns. And the market in this case was the the publishing of video games in the European Union. Um, or, or rather in, in European states. Um, and, you know, the Bethesda deal wasn't seen as having any issues with uh, creating any sort of monopoly or anti-competitive practices. Because if you think about who publishes games, um, you know, just on a, on a high level, right? You've got PlayStation, Nintendo, Microsoft, and then you've got everyone else. You've got Ubisoft, mm-hmm. EA, Square Enix, tons and tons of publishers of games um so acquiring bethesda who by comparison to the entire market right are mm. quite small mm. yeah. uh, even though that we consider them a very big publisher and they are they're actually really small or, or like not very big in the grand scheme of things so even if you were to get ubisoft it's still quite small um okay. the one that i always see suggested that will never ever happen or that if it happens uh, it will be either there will be either a carve out or it will be prohibited outright is Microsoft buying Valve. And that will never happen because the market won't just be publishing games in that case. It will essentially be publishing platforms. Uh, yeah. Microsoft already have, uh, if, if, you essentially, if you essentially look at the PC market on, on like PC publishing and or, or rather, uh, you know, game purchasing platforms, let's say you've got, you know, um, You've got the Windows Store, you've got the Epic Game Store, and you've got Steam. <laughs> Effectively, that's it. I mean, you've got little ones, but they completely dominate that landscape. There is no way, there is no chance a regulator will allow Microsoft to buy Valve and let them retain Steam as part of that okay. deal. Right. So they would either say you have to sell Steam off and you can have the rest of Valve, or you can't do you can't do it at all. Um, it, like it would just it just won't happen. 
Um, so I always find it, um, it's not a silly suggestion. I just think people don't appreciate kind of that element, I suppose, mm -hmm. that you, Microsoft would effectively have a complete monopoly on game distribution platforms in the PC market if they bought Valve. And that's, that's exactly the sort of scenario that regulators want to avoid happening. So, yeah. so, okay. so, but in terms of the other stuff, if they bought a Ubisoft, it's very unlikely that they, would, uh, that they wouldn't be able to do that. From a regulatory perspective so um and and bearing in mind as well it's really easy to evidence this sort of stuff about how you don't have a monopoly because and, and i've done i've literally done these applications to to competition regulators where mm, you know mm. you you say okay here's our market and then the regulator wants to know okay well um, what percentage of the market do you occupy? What percentage of the market does your target occupy? You know, give us all these facts and figures. You have to go and yeah. do your research for that, and you have to back that up. And with Microsoft, it'll have been, for Bethesda especially, but also something like Ubisoft, if they're hypothetically to do it, it's really easy to go, here's, here's all of the, you know, publishers in the market, here's all of the rough percentages that they occupy, here's a percentage we occupy, here's a percentage of the target. You can clearly see, you know, it's below... 25% yeah. overall, let's have it, you know, and that, and that's it basically. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, sorry that went on a bit long, but hopefully. No, 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 it's, it's interesting. It. No, it's interesting stuff. And it does kind of answer a question because I, I must admit, you know, I, I can't remember who asked the question there, but I was starting to think that, you know, had there been another Bethesda style or size deal on the table that perhaps they were sailing into those waters. But um, like you say, perhaps not then that's, that's good can, to know. Can it's, I add to this though? Cool. Because um, I, I, I agree with everything Luke said. I I think that's really good information. But I'm, I'm wondering, though, if for the majority of gamers out there who don't have that knowledge and experience to know that firsthand or may struggle to understand it, do you reckon that Microsoft buying another, you know, a big acquisition like Bevesto could make it appear like they are a monopoly and therefore they get uh -huh. media scrutinized out of nowhere for no actual factual reason if that makes sense well, that, that's that's almost happened with the bethesda deal hasn't it to a certain mm. degree there's a lot of people crying foul play and you know microsoft are using their you know formidable financial clout to, to sort of shape the gaming landscape yeah i, I mean you know the, i think the difference is i think a lot of people can cry monopoly in in this industry in particular because mm. frankly they they don't want the game to be not on a platform that they like yeah, exactly yeah. that doesn't make it not you know a monopoly um and and it's you know the the when you're doing evaluations or when the eu for example will do an evaluation on publishing in the game market they're not they don't really care where the game comes to they they're more concerned about okay well in the market itself, are there enough publishers of video games? You know, that there's diverse publishing, there's diverse pricing, etc. And there's lots of different options for consumers. That doesn't mean that that they're looking at, okay, well, do you know, do, do PlayStation gamers get enough games from these people? You know, what's going to happen if it's taken away from play? Like they don't really care about that. Um, so yeah, people can can cry cry a bit about it, I think, sometimes, but you know, it's it's I don't think that would lead to any real scrutiny. Now, if if Microsoft turn around in the next six months and buy Ubisoft, and then they say, "Oh, you know, we're going after like I don't know EA as well," obviously yeah, yeah. at that point you're really getting into that kind of okay, what are they trying to build here? And there will be more scrutiny yeah. from regulators on that point. 
Um, but as to whether they're monopolies, that will depend on on what the regulator thinks. I mean, the regulator can can effectively say what they what they like for the most part, uh, even though they usually don't. But um, it's an interesting one, yeah. But I think people sometimes just just like to cry a lot because it doesn't come to their platform or you know a particular game, and and, and I get that, but it doesn't mean it's a monopoly legally speaking. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's you know all, all fantastic and fascinating points to be honest, and I, and I love learning about this sort of stuff because you know again, well, I'm probably guilty as much as most people are. You know, we have an opinion and we voice our opinion, but it's not necessarily a an, an educated opinion or an experienced opinion. It's just you know a gut feeling opinion, um, and uh, yeah, it's nice to hear someone that's sort of in the in the, in that particular sort of world of business that understands these sort of things. So no, that's great to know, Pucks. Um, Sorry, uh, what else have we got in the chat? Because we're trying to that's wrap a, up the show. That's so. right. I, I mean, unless you have any other particular questions, the, uh, the last comment I want to read out is, I think, a good closer to the show, actually. Um, so if you're happy and you have no other questions, I'll carry on. <laughs> Go on. Okay, so Indie Gamer says, Seasoned gaming could be your only problem in the Halo tournament, but he believes in us. Go GPG <laughs> crew. <laughs> Thank you yes. very much. Yes. I um I had my I had some money. Well, I didn't have actual money, but I had virtual money on on Mav doing quite well. But that hasn't transpired. He got uh, a bit of a pummel in from season gaming. So yes, well, if we make it through to the final, then uh, we could be seeing them. Yeah, what do we think, boys? Well, uh, I'd have to replay the or rewatch the uh, the stream. Let's <laughs> see how screwed yeah. we may be, but. Uh... Yeah. You know, we have a good chance. I think I believe in us as a team. I think we've done quite well so far. Uh, well, I'm just speaking positives at the minute. So, <laughs> well, Luke, Luke and Scott don't seem particularly scared. No, I'm not, we're not scared of anything. No, they got fire in their eyes. I think the exactly. pair. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to maybe um, no no disrespect to our previous opponents, but I think no, I think when it gets a little bit more competitive, shall we say? I think I think that'll be that'll be even more fun than, than we've had than we've had so yeah. far so lo looking forward looking forward to the, the increased yeah. competition in the layer Scott around. and Luke yanking at the chain come on there's you know there's a you know in sports in particular I don't know this isn't quite the same but you, you've got to just take it one game at a time right so I'm not yeah. even thinking of that all I'm thinking of is next game maybe against boom or, or xbox uh xbox team so uh yeah we've got to get past that first and then you know whoever we face in the finals is is it doesn't matter to me because we'll, we'll just give it our best go i gotta be honest i'm absolutely loving this this tournament i really am loving it and excited by it and um having such a great time i, I just don't want to go out at this point um i'd yeah, love so to make it through to the final yeah, so even yeah. if we don't know, I think what because when we finished our game with Wandering Dutch, we had a bit of a discussion afterwards, which we live streamed as well, where we said that you know that the whole idea of just different podcasting channels getting together and taking part in this tournament is just a fantastic <laughs> idea, and how yeah. I think a lot of people would like to see you know whether it's Gears of War or Call of Duty or name your game effectively. I think people are really eager to do this again. So hopefully, if people are willing to help organise such a thing. I think there's a load of people that I'd love to take part. So fingers crossed that we can get something happening again in the future, I think. No, absolutely. I mean, my preference would obviously be Call of Duty, but I guess it's that's a game you have to pay for that not everyone might have. Whereas if it's a game that's in Game Pass, then I can't imagine there's many people in the Xbox podcasting community that don't have uh, Game Pass. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. So, and obviously, you know, to keep it an Xbox-centric game, I guess Gears would be the natural sort of uh, natural one next. Uh, how are we with Gears, guys? Are we good? My Gears game is similar to my Halo game in that I played it back in the day multiplayer quite a lot, but I haven't touched it 
in recent years, so I'd have a bit of freshening up to do, but I think it could be really fun, actually. Luke? Yeah, I, yeah I, I was pretty pretty good on it, kind of same level as Halo back in the day, but unlike Halo, I've not kept up with it properly, so I, okay. you know, it, muscle memory would probably come back at some point, but not as strong as, as Halo. Fair enough, Scott? I haven't played multiplayer Gears outside of Horde since Gears 1. So, wow. unfortunately, it, it will. I love Horde. I, I love the Gears campaigns, but the multiplayer is not something I've ever really clicked with. Mainly because you've got the, you know, the the Nasher wall bouncing stuff mm. that doesn't doesn't really fit. But can, can I just offer an apology to Dragon Wolf? <laughs> because Go he's on. Up uh, my comment and, and he's even said, wow, we weren't even competitive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean it like that. Dragon Ball. My my apologies, mate. Obviously, it was a, it was a great game, but obviously, we get the point. You know where maybe in the next. Let's imagine the next game goes five five, and it's in the deciding game. You know that that that's that will be that will be awesome if we if we get that if we get oh, that yeah. point. I think that'll make us sort of. T- I, you know, we, you talked about us having our game faces on before. I think um, if we lose a couple of rounds, that'll that'll really give us a bit of a kick up the arse, won't it? That, that'll oh, absolutely. To, to mm, yeah, up, yeah. It, up, up at a level. So, yeah, so apologies for that Dragon Wolf, mate. Yeah, you don't often, <laughs> you don't often, do you don't often see Scott squirming for words there, but uh, you certainly did that, Dragon Wolf. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. He's come back saying, F you, Scott. I mean... <laughs> I'm surprised you're still here, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, they, they were quite vocal after the game. And, and to be honest, like you said during the game, actually, Scott, we, we've been on the receiving end of a of a pasting like that, and it is not a fun experience. Nah. So you do have our sympathies, even though we were dishing out the pain. But we we have been there, and it's not a pleasant experience. on the Because the thing is, the game, at some point, the game seems to conspire against you, and your spawns go to shit, and you know all of the power weapons have been taken, and it's like, oh! and you're just behind at that point yeah but. yeah and halo's the worst <laughs> game for that as well if you're yeah. on the end of a person in halo it can get really really rough i think other games i think maybe something like call of duty because you've got things like loadouts i think it's maybe yeah. a little bit easier to get back into it but if someone's controlling the map and the power weapons in halo it'd be it's really difficult to get back to get back into it especially if you're not experienced in playing the game so uh, to be fair dragon ball I'd be like that if we played Gears. I'd just be getting my ass kicked every single round. So uh, <laughs> Don't give him is, ideas. He'll be suggesting yeah, that next. Don't, uh, don't, don't expect <laughs> an awful lot from me, Flatmate. Excellent. Well, removable. We'll have to have you on the subs bench. What are you like at Gears multiplayer? Oh, I think Stubbs would have a very bad, bad <laughs> word to say about that. Okay. Um, I'm, again, I'm I'm very much a Horde mode man. I love the Horde mode. I've played every single yeah. thing on that. Uh, multiplayer for me, I'm, I'm not brilliant. I'm not brilliant at all. I um, I can pretty much stick with my uh, uh, Nasher sometimes, but I'm not as good as, like, you know, where you see those where they just bounce from one wall to the other and then it's one mm. single shot and you're gone. They're like, how do you do that? If it was a competitive horde, I think I could be in with a win. But if it's if it's multiplayer, ooh, <laughs> I'd probably be more of a hindrance. <laughs> wow. Fantastic. I, I can't help feeling <laughs> that this will either be an annual event where all of the podcasters get together and have a, a showdown or perhaps a little bit more uh, frequent than that. I think it's a fantastic idea. Hats off to Folk Boy uh, and the GBTB crew for getting all of this set up because I know it's a pain in the ass trying to get a load of 
people together at the same place at the same yep. time. I don't know if anyone's ever organized a stag do. If anyone has, they'll know what I'm on about. It's just an absolute nightmare to get people and together. And different time zones. Place. And different, oh my God, time zones. Yeah, exactly. And, and map rotations and loadouts. You know, there's lots of comments flying in. Um, so, you know, massive thank you to, to the to Fork Boy and the guys that have put all of this together in the first place. Right, I think that wraps the show up, guys. Thank you ever so much. I've had an absolutely fantastic time. Chat, you have been absolutely brilliant tonight. I've loved every second of that. You've you've thrown a few grenades in, and that's really cool. We like that. We, uh, well, I'm used to grenades now playing, <laughs> but, you know, coming in from left, right, and centre. So that's fine. I can dodge and jump over those now. So. Um, fantastic let's just do a quick round removable sanity thank you my friend i know you had some trouble getting in but you made it in the end i hope you had a good time thank you for being part of the show again i appreciate it so much for even just being allowed on to the show and again my sincerest apologies <laughs> it's not something that happens on a regular basis i felt mortified even just diving in at such a late stage but again thank you to all to the people in chat and also the panel members for even let me speak it is truly appreciated no problem at all, my friend. Luke, um, well, part of the GPG crew. You're locked in now, my friend, I'm afraid. We're not going to let you go. We're going to chain you to the radiator. <laughs> um, thank you for being here. Have you had a good time? Yeah, great time. It's uh, been a fantastic show, and it's great to have Removable on uh, as well, who's, who's great, uh, technical issues notwithstanding. So, um, yeah, so it, it's it's always um, just awesome being here, and, and especially with the chat, and obviously you guys um, – just make it a great show and it's uh it's always a highlight of my week just just right before i have to go back to work uh and we all have to <laughs> yeah, go back to work <laughs> you kind of go out on a high and quickly come down on a on a low as you as you took yourself yeah. away to wake up tomorrow so but no it's it, it's been brilliant and, and thank you again for having me on no worries, guys. Before we get to Scott, we've got 24 people watching now. Just to let you guys know, we've got a Discord server that we run. Um, I've made Scott a moderator. Obviously, Pucks and I are admin on that. Please, while we'll stick a link down below, join our Discord server. Let's carry on the chat beyond the show. It's fantastic to, to speak to you guys. You know, people post things in there that, that I'm not aware of, and they're great topics for the show sometimes, because I know if someone's gone to the time and effort to post something on our Discord server, that it's a topic that they feel passionate about, and it's one that we'll probably cover. So yeah, get, get involved, and the, the, the conversation carry on, can carry on beyond the confines of this podcast. That's fantastic. Luke, change to the other end of the same radiator. Thank you for being here, my friend. Um, you're quite active on the Discord server, and I don't know if you realize, but I made you a moderator earlier, um, as you are obviously in the Green Pass Gaming <coughs> YouTube channel. Yeah, Thank I you for being here. The wrong way. Uh, I, uh, sorry, I, I discovered both just sort of by accident um, <laughs> earlier earlier in the week, I think it was. So um, I was just like, Flap, what does what is this little sort of wrench spanner I can't mean <laughs> here? Because I, I don't yeah, know what yeah. I mean. Uh, so... Yeah, appreciate um, appreciate um, you inviting me back on Flap. I guess yeah, part of the furniture now. So looking yeah, forward absolutely. to being on 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 future shows. Um, I would just like to say we've not actually called Removable Sanity by his official name of Mister Sanity that I believe no. folks gave him uh, last week as well. So, <laughs> oh, I did. Yes, <laughs> I thought you'd all forgotten. Yeah, I literally so, thought you'd all forgotten. <laughs> it was a pleasure as always having having Mister Sanity on the show. And obviously, uh, loved. Uh, yeah, just just love it every week. It's it's a really lovely way just to end the week. Just to chat games with friends and a great group of people so so thank you very much uh, to you guys and obviously the, the chat as well 
And apologies for Dragon Wolf again. <laughs> obviously, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, he's not. You're not going to sleep tonight, now, are you, Scott? Worrying nah. about that. <laughs> well, here's to our next game. Whoever that may be with, I'm hoping that we'll find out in the next couple of hours because I'd love to know. That I would really, you know, nothing against Xbox Four Four Eight whatsoever, but Boom was the guy that kind of inspired me to start this entire channel. And in the space of, you know, less than a year, you know, we've we've got over 700 subs and and some we've met the most fantastic people. People and we've got some of them on the panel with us tonight. The rest are in the chat, guys. It's it's been an absolutely fantastic journey, and the guy that got me started was Boom. So to see him in the semi-finals would be fantastic. So I've got my got my fingers crossed for him. If it's Xbox four four eight, Xbox four four eight, then then so be it. Bring it on. We'll uh, we'll bring the game to them. Um, Pucks. <clears throat> It's been a great show. Thank you for for uh, looking after the chat and, and bringing your experience and knowledge. Um, it's been a good one. No worries. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. I don't know what I say. Chat, chat has been, you've been very fun tonight, actually. I've really enjoyed the topics and the interactions. It's been really good fun. Um, one little shameless plug here, actually, I think. Because um, so, we've got a, a few messages in the chat on other shows and tonight about, you know, about when we can set up YouTube memberships. And uh, we've had a few private messages in the past about how we can be supported financially, which we never expect, but we really do appreciate the fault. Um, but... To be honest, guys, if you are those people and you want to help us do that, the way to do that is to, for, for better or worse, get us to a thousand subs. So, because once we reach that point, it kind of YouTube unlocks those kind of features for us. So, if you do want to do that stuff for us, please help us spread the word and help us, you know, subscribe, like, share this thing to all your family and friends who you think will enjoy the show. And if you can get them to sub as well, that'd be absolutely great. Um, but yeah, we absolutely love this journey with you guys and very much appreciate your support regardless. <laughs> so thank you all yeah, very well, much. Yeah, our, our first few videos are still on the website if anyone can be bothered to go and watch those. It is literally just me and Pucks with, I think, two or three viewers and that was probably me and Pucks. I think Fugly was one of the first along and then VJ and then a few others. And then then you start seeing your regulars and it's so fantastic just to see this, this amazing community build up slowly with the same regulars that all bring fantastic and different things to the party. I absolutely love being part of all of this. 100%. Um, been a good show. Thank you all very much. It has. Yes. Well, thank you very much, chat. Like Puck said, you have been absolutely brilliant tonight. So I'm incredibly grateful for um, for your input. And like I say, you make things fun. Um, you, you bring a different aspect to it. Thank you for being here. Please, if you can, hit that like, share, and subscribe button. Please help spread the word on Twitter and any other social media platforms. It really does help. Um, and that's it. So hopefully we'll we'll um, we'll have some good news about our next victory potentially next on next Sunday's show. Um, and we're going to see who we'll be playing. So thank you for watching. Get involved, and we'll see you then. Take it easy. <laughs>